Okay, so continuing part two of our discussion, our dissecting of the Halloween series, um, the last we left off with was Halloween H2O, so we're going to kick off with Resurrection. Um, I I would be interested <laughs> to know um, what you guys are going to think of, of this one, because some people, I feel like this one, people are really turning around on. I know that for a long time, this was considered like the worst in the series, but I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people are turning around on this one. But um, so, yes, uh, Cody, we'll start with you. So for story and characters out of 10 for Halloween Resurrection, what would you rank it? I would rank it. I would I really need to see. Do you have the spreadsheet in front of you of what we've been given the other? Halloween movies. I do. What what's the lowest one I have so far? Um hold on one second. It's like a four, isn't it? Um for story and characters, I think yours you haven't gotten below five. Okay. We are now. We're gonna get below (laughs) five now. Okay, perfect. We're, we're gonna get below four now. Okay. Uh, I I am I am going to give it a three. I am perfectly content with ironically liking bad stuff. Like a lot of the Friday the 13th movies are genuinely bad, but I still like them. Like Friday Five. Uh Halloween Resurrection has no no good traits to it. Yeah. It, it's like offensive. It's a slap in the face. And besides the the Kung Fu Buster Rhymes, it's uh story, it sucks. There really is no story. And the the small story you do get at the beginning is just anti-story. It just it undoes the ending of H20. So um characters, the fact that everyone calls him Buster Rhymes, I think his name's Freddy, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. But like the fact that no one ever calls him Freddy, that it's calling oh Buster Rhymes. Like I can't I can't even name 
another character in in Halloween Resurrection, and like Halloween's probably my favorite franchise. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot. Like I forcefully watch, force myself to watch it once a year around this time of year because I watch all the Halloween movies. But that doesn't mean that I watch all of the Halloween movies just once because every a lot of them like I'll watch two three times a year. This one like I have to force myself to watch it. It is the bottom of the barrel. Yep, I I agree completely. I'm gonna go with a two point five for mine. This movie That's- is barely watchable. <laughs> uh, Evan, what about you? Uh, I'm gonna say seven. No. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with three because it has two qualities that I kind of like, but then like you guys are saying, like a lot of the movies just whatever. So I mean, I got excited that uh, Jamie came back, and I remember there were like. I don't think there was any spoilers or anything. We just knew she was coming back. And then when she died, that, that was pretty surprising. Yeah. And then uh, the fact that Rick Rosenthal came back and directed. Because again, he was the first one to direct two of them, I believe. Yep. Yes. So he did two and then this one. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Somebody's familiar with it. And I remember hearing in interviews like him going on. Oh, yeah, we're going to, you know, it's going to start from scratch again, kind of. Like he's just going to be a stalker now. Lori's gone. He's in his old house, and then these people come in, and I remember they're like, "Oh, it's the it's the age of the internet. The internet's gonna be very like, like in this movie." And I remember like, "Okay, well, whatever." And then I watched it, and I was like, "All right, well, a character that I like is dead within the first ten minutes of the movie. You got some weird fucking crazy guy talking about serial killers, and then it's just like, oh man, I, uh, yeah, Buster Rhymes and." Uh, Tyra Banks. Yeah, Ty- <laughs> I was just like, this is so weird. And then like, yeah, everything's forgettable. I only know Busta Rhymes, Tyra Banks, and Curtis. I think Katie Sackoff might be in. Yeah, it. Katie Sackoff. Yeah, she, is she in plays it. the the short haired uh, blonde girl. Yeah. Yes. And then um, all I know uh, is is that the main character's name is Sarah. I don't know why that's such out for me, but... yeah, You could be lying for all I know. <laughs> and then, what's it called? Dangertainment? Yep. Yes. Yeah, like, I, I'm surprised I remember that. <laughs> but other than that, it's just like, it's very much uh, him walking, like, in his house, killing people, and it's not even done, like, really good. No, exactly. And it's it's, I don't know. I remember, like, the other thing that I thought was kind of cool, but I don't think they did it, was I remember Rick was saying that they filmed, like, two or three different endings, and they were going to play different endings in different theaters. And I remember that. That would be cool. cool, That was a cool idea, but I don't think they ever did it. Yeah, I don't think so. And then it was just like, oh, well, you know, like, kudos to you for coming back and trying something again. Yeah. I forget if I talked about it on the last episode, but did you guys know that he, he's been married to the nurse from the original Halloween since 1981? Who has Rick Rosenthal? Rick Rosenthal, yeah. yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, he, they, he they met on the, the set day. of Halloween 2. They've been married ever since. They're still married today. Wow, that's pretty cool. Right? <laughs> that's uh, funny how many like people find love on these, like like with John Carpenter, Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. Born the Fog and whatnot. Well, like even that. him and Deborah, right? They were together for a little yeah, bit during Halloween. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, anyways, okay. Uh, so second category for mask and shape. Uh, so out of five, Evan, what would you rank resurrection? Uh man, probably like a, a one and a one one and a half. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh 
again, he's he's very much like Dick Warlock. He's robotic. Uh, in the beginning, when he walks through the door, his arms are kind of spread out like robot arms. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's not much character, and that it's weird to say there's not much character in his movement because I mean, again, look at the first one. There's so yeah. much there with Nick Castle and everything, and you kind of expect you're like, well, I hope that comes back. I hope they they can achieve that feeling again. Yeah. But it's just like, man, it. A lot of people like. I like George. He's he wasn't a bad shape, but he this guy just didn't get it. And I remember like, oh, he's a Canadian guy. He's a Canadian stuntman. And I was like, that's kind of cool, you know. Right. Have some Canadian, uh, a little <laughs> bit of Canadian influence in the movie. Yeah. But it just wasn't great. No. Uh, that's, yeah. And I don't really like to look at the mask. It looks like it's it's angry. That and it looks like it's um, what's the word? Like really shitty silicone. Like it's wet all the time. It it does have cheek, a really it's weird got that weird shine to it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is he like actually is the mask sweating? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. And it's nothing against him. I just I don't like this is probably the worst portrayal for me. Really? As the shape. Yeah. Worse than H2O. You know what? He um yeah, like I don't know. He again, like we were talking about in the beginning, the beginning really saves it because he's he's moving slow, but it's it it you don't see much of it right away. So it's like, oh okay, yeah. Yeah. So like right from the get-go, him walking through the door and that shitty camera shake thing they do when he's busting through it. Oh <laughs> yeah. fuck. Yeah, so one and a half for me. Okay. But I still get entertainment out of this movie. Like there's still stuff to yeah, for sure. laugh about even. Yeah. Uh Cody, what about you out of five? Uh, I don't really think that his portrayal is too awful. It's not too good either. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm lukewarm to it. Uh, the only thing I really don't like about Resurrection Myers is the eyebrows on his mask. He has yeah. like very like definitive eyebrows. It yeah. looks <laughs> like he gets his eyebrows threaded or waxed or something. It looks yeah. very cool. <laughs> And it almost looks like he's wearing like black eye makeup on around his yeah, eyes. It's really like weird. Robert Pattinson does for the Batman now. Like, yeah, yeah, no, that yeah. It, it has that weird black look right around his eyes, and it just it looks like I think they probably saw the complaints of being able to see Michael's eyes in H twenty, and just said, you know what, let's try to make them a little less visible, but still not understanding that you shouldn't be able to see them at all. Uh, I think it's out of five, it's it's like a two and a half. It, it, it's not. It don't look too bad. He's he, he's very functional. Yeah, like it's it's just it, it's a bland performance. I agree. Yeah, yeah. the movie I'm itself say, is the problem, not really the Myers this time. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna say two out of five for mine. Um, just jumping off of everything that you guys have said already. Um, so for atmosphere and direction out of five, Cody, what, what would you rank resurrection? Mm, one. <laughs> I don't I didn't I didn't really want to have to use one, but like <laughs> there really isn't like much atmosphere. I mean, just there kinda is just knowing that they're in the house, but then like being a fan, a longtime fan of the Halloween series, like knowing that the Myers house isn't big enough to have 
that many people running around exactly. it. Exactly. Like, mansion. Like, yeah. Like so the exterior of the house is perfect. Like they really yeah. like nailed that. But then like the interior hardly looks anything like it. Yes. And I've, I've always kind of hated that idea of like the Myers house has to be like grand. It's like, like, like we'll get into it later, but like Halloween kills in it perfectly. It's like yeah. the house doesn't need to be big and sprawling. And that this, so as far as like atmosphere and, and direction, all that, I I give it a one easily. Okay, perfect. Evan, what about you? Yeah, so like going off what Cody said, um, like there is a bit of atmosphere, but I feel like it's not focused on Myers. I feel like it's more like them kind of like even though it's set up for the show, like them walking around the house and stuff. Like there's maybe one shot where he's like. Myers is like watching from them uh from the doorway or whatever and you just see like half of his face and I don't know why I'm like oh that's that is creepy like anybody just standing there watching somebody <laughs> yeah in the dark is creepy but it's like I feel like it just it's like they tried to make the house look like really old and dingy and scary and creepy when it you know it doesn't have to look like that. It'd just be like run down and shitty looking yes but yeah I I don't think it's focus so much on Myers like, this time. So, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably either say, like, one, one and a half. Alright, I'll do one and a half just for you, for for uh, just to make things fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I agree. I don't think there's anything that really stands out for anything. <laughs> for atmosphere or direction. I, I, I find that it's, it's a very bland-looking movie. It's actually a really ugly-looking movie. Like, it's very gray and drab, but not in, like, a fun horror movie way, so... Yeah. Okay, uh, so for suspense and kills out of 10, personally, I'm gonna put this at uh, a 2 out of 10. I, I, I don't know what else to say about Resurrection that hasn't already been said. It, it's just for what is technically considered to be like the last entry in like the original series. It's so just I keep using the word bland, but the, I, I don't know how else to, to describe it. It's just such a paint by numbers movie that's not interesting in the slightest to me. So, yeah, I, I'm with you uh i i give it the same score yeah the only kill that's really memorable is only memorable because it is an exact copy from peeping tom yeah exactly but yeah so but that is i don't even know if they even intentionally referenced that and i'm gonna be honest at the time i had no idea what peeping tom was anyway but so i did kind of remember that but you know, like I've watched so many videos since then. It's just like, why? Why does this tripod have like a big sharp like yeah. javelin at the end <laughs> of it? Like, like what's this made for? Like, stick it, you stick it in the ground, whatever. You're in a concrete, you know, like floor, basement floor. But that's whatever. It's I literally cannot name any other kill from that movie. I would say Michael getting fried, but that's there not is there is one absolutely ridiculous kill that is very memorable to me, and that's Katie Sackhoff getting her fucking head chopped off with a knife. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I do. I do vaguely remember <laughs> that one too. If I remember right, the head, the fake head, looks really atrocious when it lands. Is yes, it really atrocious or really good. I know it stands out. Um, it looks okay rolling down, and then when you see a close up of it, it looks awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I expected more from Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. That was your first mistake. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm gonna give it a two. 
Okay, yeah. So we're we're all just like in the same everything the same you guys are saying, like the tripod kill and then um that the slicing of the head like clean off with this little blade. It's just like it sticks out because it's like what the fuck? How'd you do that with like a knife? Yeah, exactly. Like this little dull knife. And then yeah, like the same thing, uh, peeping tom. But other than that, I don't really remember everybody else and how they die. Remember remember that one scene where the guy from American Pie is like talking into the mirror and then Michael jumps through the mirror? <laughs> Which movie is Oh yes, I do. Yeah. It's so God. dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was f- foolish as hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so this one's gonna be even harder. Uh, soundtrack out of five. Was there even a soundtrack aside from I the don't opening? Remember. Theme? I can't even name like a tune, like in my head, I cannot even think of one. Yeah, like from... all, all I can remember is the opening theme when Michael's walking down the the hallway at the asylum, and then it's kind yeah. of has like a haunting chorus quality to it, and that's it. I don't remember anything else from that movie. That's that's not a good sign. No, it's not. So I'm gonna say one out of five for that. I would say one as well. I yeah. mean, if zero, I don't think would be an option because it should have to one thing. So I would yeah. give it a one because I remember Tyra Banks singing an R&B song, but that's not really a score. That's no, so. <laughs> exactly. No, I am in agreement with you guys. Yeah, uh, and the thing I don't like about how they did, like I like the beginning of the theme because it, it sounds haunting but then it's got that like weird i think it goes a little bit high and then just cuts off when the title uh hits yeah. the screen yeah and then that's just it and i was like yeah what the fuck every I, I other fucking movie that theme song plays for at least a minute yeah maybe close to a minute and this one's yeah. like god uh i'm gonna be generous and say maybe 35 seconds of it yeah exactly but i'm like what the f- what is happening and people are always like well maybe uh Maybe they got tired of it or something. I'm like, no, no, no. You can never get tired of that theme. No, exactly. Exactly. And then just slap us in the face with 35 seconds. Bastards. And some weird guy did it too. I don't even know who the fuck it is. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, it, it's it's not even like a situation like it's like um like at least H2O uses tracks from Scream, but like this is just other yeah. than that main theme, there's nothing else in the movie that no. I can even remember. You know, after we had our discussion the other night, I actually watched H20 the other night. And retroactively, they do have like an improvised version of the Halloween themes like orchestral that was actually not so bad. Like, I'm not yeah. going to change my score on H20, but like this <laughs> this movie, they should have at least borrowed that one. I mean, you already have it in the can for your previous movie. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. But yeah. Yeah, so like... I'll go back to that for a second with you too because I, for- I forgot about it but um yeah like uh the one part where michael's walking down the hallway after he kills uh lee's boyfriend or whatever or before it's like supposed to be this big choir thing but then they just put in the fucking wink, 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 wink. the studio just like fucked the composer over i was like no we're doing that <laughs> yeah exactly but again the movies at that time were always doing something like that ring 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 and yeah, it's like not everybody that doesn't have to be the soundtrack for every like slasher movie now. No, exactly. Yeah. Okay, moving on to Rob Zombie's Halloween one from 2007. Um, this is where we might get into some more interesting discussion. Yeah. Um, okay, so for story and characters, Evan, out of 10, what do you rate it? Um, uh, okay, so it's gonna be 
I'm going to say six, six and a half. And the reason being is because uh, I kind of liked a bit of the, um, the backstory they gave him. And this is when I was like younger too. So I was kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Like it's Halloween. They're remaking it. I'm like, that's cool. Cause I'd liked uh, house of a thousand corpses. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. Rob zombies doing something with it. And plus like the pictures of Michael, I got really excited about cause I thought it looked good. So I liked the backstory stuff. It was kind of cool to see him as a kid. And I mean, it is, it could be like an actual, like people grow up in households like that and then actually do become kind of a little bit fucked up. So I was like, that was playing kind of on the, I don't know, maybe not so much like the realism part, but I, I could like, I could see it happening, just not to that extent. And then it kind of falls apart part of it and it's funny because JTU I think we talk about this like a couple of times with um uh, what's his what's his name the stepdad Ronnie yeah, yeah yes yeah when he's like just going off and <laughs> saying some of the shit that he said so I was like ah oh, this is like too trailer trash now but like it's only <laughs> in that first little part and then a couple parts throughout where they're like talking kind of weird like that but other than that I'm I, I, I kind of like it because it is supposed to be just a remake, right? So once it gets past all that and then Michael like is there and you know is doing his thing, it's like it 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 feels more familiar than the last couple of entries. Yeah, I so can like see I that. do like it. I, 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 I don't mind it. It's not horrible. I do like that they went back to South Pasadena to shoot it, which yeah, I think it's yeah. like the third movie in the series that ever shot in South Pasadena. So no, that was cool because it, it it honestly, when you do watch it, when they're walking down, the, it feels like the first one. It really does exactly. feel like it. Yeah, I I agree. And the cast is great. I think the cast is really good. I th- I think the cast is great. I just think that the characters aren't a hundred percent what they could be. Yeah. I no, think that I they're they're all the same character, mm. um, just with different names and faces. But that doesn't really make them different characters, right? No, nope, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, Cody, what, I what like would you rate this. It? I I would probably give it a six as well, and I would I would probably almost be inclined to give it a higher score because I actually do like the, the story and like the little prequel esque part of it you know of showing michael and his years of being in the institution and that i really like that but it's the character parts actually kind of what brings the score down for me because it's not even that the characters are bad it's just that rob zombie is just so horrible at writing dialogue exactly that like it makes people unlikable almost like when laurie's talking to her mom at breakfast yeah. time and she's talking about getting no yeah actually assaulted by the neighbor or something mm-hmm. like oh. <laughs> yeah like, yeah that was that, weird too i and that that type of language just brings the characters down which sucks because i like the story like yeah if anyone had just wrote the dialogue other than rob zombie i i, I would i'd give it like a seven or an eight but yeah exactly then like this everyone's just so unlikable which works for like devil's rejects and all that stuff because you know it's supposed to be about like halloween's supposed to be like oh this is my own backyard you know yeah, these are people i could possibly know you're supposed to be scared of michael you're not supposed to be afraid of, of your neighbor. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. 
yeah like, oh uh, wow yeah i'm i'm also gonna say six um just because everything that you guys are saying um one aspect that i really like like even though i'm not a huge fan of the brother and sister storyline i do like how they did like mix it pretty well in this one like they added laurie and michael being siblings in a very organic way i found um but also made it a secret to the audience until it's revealed by sheriff bracket i i really like that aspect of it and like i'm saying i'm not a huge fan of that plot twist to begin with but if they're gonna do it if they're gonna make it canon that laurie and michael are related i think that this movie did it in a much better way than just springing it onto the audience and then fucked up sequel so yeah no and, and i kind of like thing. that they added that and to the point where he actually wasn't even trying to kill laurie because she was his sister like he was actually just trying to get back to her and just by nature kills people anyway yeah, like, exactly. I, I kind of like that. Like, yeah, my favorite yeah. times in the Halloween franchise is when they're doing things that the Halloween franchise like does usually do. Yeah, and like the idea of Michael actually wanting to be like liked by Laurie and stuff that that's that's a cool concept. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. That's yeah. uh, I was gonna say that too because like it's another time in the franchise along with like part five where he is. Uh, you recognize him as you know a human being because he's like he's got the picture and he's pointing to it and he's trying to show her and you really like you I felt for him you know and that's weird yes. to say I guess but you feel for him because he's like do you remember this like he's just trying to like like you said he's he, he just he realized that he he found his sister and he's trying to show her and she just doesn't want any part of it yeah and honestly like it might not make much sense but that that could possibly be heartbreaking to him and piss him off just yeah. as much and yeah. that's why he just like he after that he freaks out and he just fucking he goes he breaks through the wall and keeps chasing her yeah so like another time that he was actually human which was kind of cool to see yeah for sure all right um mask and shape uh evan what do you rate it out of five I, i'm gonna say seven out of five? Oh wait never mind <laughs> five i'm going five okay. i'm gonna go five because uh mainly a lot of it has to do with Tyler Maine. He's just so proportioned to the character that it's it's very menacing. It's uh, when he's um, oh, fuck, what's her name now? Uh, when he's killing her in the hallway, fuck, Judith. No, 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 Hannah no, no. Hall. The um, yeah. Bob's girlfriend, Linda. Oh, Linda. Linda, Linda in the hallway. When he pins her up against the wall, you see like the difference. Like he's almost fucking touching like the ceiling with his head. That's super menacing. He's massive. He's so big, and it it makes it scary. And then it's just like the original mask just worn down. Which I mean, we all love the original mask, right? And it does remind me of it. I th- I think he did a great job. I really do. Yeah, I'd probably say it's a three out of five for me. Um. I wasn't the biggest like it's so weird because like when he first puts on the mask again like when he goes back to the house and and pulls it up from the floorboards you like you see his eyes very similar to the H2O mask and that part kind of bothers me um Hmm. but like later on in the movie it's like more black so when you can't see his eyes I think it's a good mask um so yeah I'd say it's a three out of five for me I will say it's hard. I'm going to say 
three and a half out of five. I almost want to say four. Tyler Maine's my third favorite Michael Myers. Uh, he's the good thing about uh, Tyler Maine is he's actually an actor. So it's yeah. not like not to sound like bad towards all the other guys who are stuntmen, but like stuntmen are stuntmen first, actors second. And exactly. Tyler Maine's actually an actor who just happens to be pretty big. He's not a stuntman, he's just a very large man. Yeah. And he does have those slight little human cues to him. Uh, his size definitely plays into it. I really like the mask in this, like the clean version, especially. Yeah, the clean like, version's awesome. Yes, yeah, so it's like a whole new casting of it. It's not like the Shatner. It has the face looks more muscular. And instead yeah. of the hair being like combed back, it kind of like hangs down almost like like a shaggy bowl cut almost. Like, yeah. Which looks sounds corny, but it actually plays really good, and it's like wild. Like they don't even try to fix it. Like, like sometimes his hair will be sticking up, like it naturally would be. He's like, fuck it, he looks wild that way. Yeah. Like look wise, I really like. The only thing I don't like about it is wearing brown coveralls. Yeah, like, I, 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 I agree. Black or black or very dark gray. Yeah. But other than that, that's really the only negative I have to say about. Like I said, uh, he's my third favorite miners so and i think you're great yeah yeah i i agree with everything that you said there um all right atmosphere and direction out of five cody what would you say i it's fine on the atmosphere and i guess it's fine on the direction too for like i i don't know how to fault rob zombie here because i really want to throw him under the bus but we're talking about direction and his direction is fine it, it was his input on the dialogue and, and the writing aspects that were you know less desirable but like as far as like directing wise i it was fine it's uh this is a five category right yeah uh i i give it three and a half yeah that's valid i'm gonna say three for this one um like we were saying about the it being shot in Pasadena, like it does feel like the original movie enough, um, but then it's doing its own thing. So, I, I'd say three for me. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the same three. The feeling, um, and yeah, I'm like what you said pretty much sums up what I feel about it. GT. Yeah. Um. Okay, uh, suspense and kills out of 10. Either of you want to take this one? Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty solid. Maybe not so much on suspense, but the kills are pretty good. They're pretty brutal. They seem very a lot more grounded and like believable. And like that's not to say that it doesn't have suspense like the scene where Lori is in the ceiling. And he's like trying to hit her with a two by four. He's literally using a two by four for like a puncture weapon. Like I like that because like you know that if she gets hit once, like she's, she's it's over for her. Like and that's that's like yeah. a really good setup. It's it reminds me a lot of the laundry chute setup from Halloween Five. Yeah, like, a little bit. Yeah, Halloween Four. I I like those type of things in these movies. Like when when the environment plays into the. Like that's that's a good use of environment, and I I I give it a six. Okay, yeah, it's it's, it's above it's above average. It's 
Soccer. Yeah, I'm. I for me, I I'm gonna say it's a four point five only because I I really feel like it is lacking in the suspense department. And even when I was a kid and saw that movie for the first time, like you kind of get the gist of the the two by four scene like five minutes before it's over. I just feel like that yes. scene just continues for like a little bit too long. So even then it's like you, you lose the initial like burst of it, it's very much like the, the star Wars prequel editing um, in as much as like the Anakin Obi-Wan fight didn't need to be 15 minutes long. Like a, a, after the first three minutes, you get what's going to happen. Like it just <laughs> get there basically. Um, so that's, that's how I kind of feel about that. Um, I, I do agree that the kills are more grounded and very aggressive and o- almost uncomfortable. So there's like un- uncomfortably so because like for like when the kid from Spy Kids gets hit with the stick, that might be like the most uncomfortable I've ever felt in a movie theater. And like I, I, I know I haven't seen like a lot of like fucked up shit in the theater. So obviously it's not like you, you can't compare the things, but like. For me, that's probably one of the most uncomfortable I felt in the theater. It just felt like very real and not like, oh, it's a fun, spooky time. Like, it just felt like this kid is just beating the shit out of this other kid mercilessly and he's begging for help and spitting out his teeth. And I, yeah. I just remember being really bothered by that. So, yeah, that's actually the kill I think of whenever I think of this movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. What is this out of again? Out of 10. Okay, so uh, I'll give it a five. And a lot of it, like you guys are saying, like that first kill, there's a couple things to look at. This kid's, like Michael, is half this other kid's size. He's smaller than him, and you think he, he might be a little bit more weaker than him. But yeah, when he hits that kid the first time with that tree, and you see the kid pissed off, but then he just smokes him again and again. And then you see like real fear come out of that kid's face. That is actually very uncomfortable. And the way he's just like looking at him, his it looks like his eyes about to pop out of his head. There's blood all over his head, face. And you just yeah. hear like that whimper of please, please, please. Yeah. And he just doesn't care at that point. No, like exactly. you see him snap. You see this little kid snap and he's like, no more, no more of this. And then that final blow, it's like, holy fuck. Yeah. And then um, I think a lot of it has to do, probably a lot more of the uncomfortableness or whatever, is in the beginning when he's the kid. Because we only see him kill Judith, right? In the original. Yeah. He kills the bully. He kills the stepdad. He kills uh, his sister and her boyfriend. He kills a fucking nurse at the sanitarium. Like, he... Like we just know, oh, he killed one one person in the you know the sixties or whatever, and then that was it. But now he's killing again. But when he's a kid in this, and he's fucking, he's killing more people, and you see it, it's like, oh man, this is like they make it so much more worse for him. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. than when you're watching the original ones, so that's that in its own is uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's different than other like killer kids movies, like Children of the Corn. It it doesn't have that that same feeling you know that same kind of rawness as this one does yeah and a lot of it has to do with his first kill right because even like in reality they talk about that a lot right like first kills for people or like the whole uh, dead animals in his locker and shit like yeah exactly like holy this is this is a lot yeah yeah that's that the part where he's the kid killing is actually the worst in, in a good way the worst part of the movie for me 
Yeah, for sure. But that's why I give it a five. Because the other ones, like, you know, it's hard because, like, you guys are saying the same things. It, they are grounded. And that the way they're done when he's Michael, like, when he's actually, you know, the shape and he's killing people feels very much like the other ones. And it, it, it falls suit and it fits. But when he's doing it as a kid is when it's the most troublesome, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, okay, uh, soundtrack out of five. Um, I'm personally going to rate this a four. Um, the soundtrack for this is done by Tyler Bates, and it's actually really fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, we still haven't had a proper release of the like actual score from this movie. Um, the soundtrack that, that was released for it has two tracks from it, but it's not... Like the Halloween main theme that's on the CD is not the main theme from the movie. Um, and it's way better in the movie. <laughs> um, so yeah, four out of five for me. I will probably give it a two and a half out of five. I just, I, the only thing that comes to mind, it's a sound that it plays throughout most of it. It sounds almost like a cricket. Or like blowing bubbles into milk. It's like <laughs> and then just and then it's that and then like a heavy metallic sound. And it's I, I've like you said that I've never really heard the whole extent of what maybe the OST is, but like I never what when when watching the movie, never heard something that made me want to go listen or seek it out. Like it all just kind of sounded like I don't want to say run of the mill, but like it just there was nothing there in a series that's known for its its soundtrack. Like there wasn't there much for me personally to pick up on. So for me, it because we'd been dealing with like from Halloween two, Halloween four, Halloween five, and six, where they where Alan Howarth was repeating a lot of the same songs that we were used to. Um, but then always had like a changing style to it. Whereas um, the tracks that were redone, like Lori's theme in it, the Myers house theme, everything like that sounded as if it was just like an updated version of John Carpenter's original tracks. And that's why I feel like I liked it uh, so much. Yep. And I'm going to give it a four as well because of that, because I liked, <laughs> no, it was, it was cool because I was I, I knew they were probably going to do something maybe different with it, but then when you watch it and you hear those updated tracks, it put it puts you even more into the movie because you're so familiar with those, right? Like yeah, those those pieces of music, like his version of Laurie's theme, like sounds almost identical to yeah. John Carpenter's. And then um, my biggest problem with the soundtrack of it in context of the movie, though, is that the Halloween theme the first time you hear it is misplaced. Because it's just Michael running down a fucking school hallway, and that's when you hear it for the first time, and it's just like, yeah, so bizarre. Yeah, I think the one that sticks out more so for me is again when he's a child and he uh, is killing Judith, and down the hall the man, yeah, they play the, the shape stock slurry, yeah, yeah, like I, I don't know, again, it's you see this little kid and his oversized mask, and he's just walking slowly to her with with the knife. I was like, holy fuck. I was like, yeah, I got a, I got more excited and I couldn't wait to see more of the movie. So yeah, that's that's a four for me. Yeah, fair enough. Uh all right, moving on to Rob Zombie's Halloween two. There um, we go. Yeah. Story and characters out of ten. Evan, I'll let you lead this. Um so uh 
Eight. I would say, oh, no, seven and a half, I'll say. This. Wow, that's a bold. <laughs> when this movie came out and you seen the trailer, I remember there was two things that really caught me off guard. And that was the his mom and the horse. Because I was like, oh, how is that going to play into it? And then um, the uh, the nightmare at the dinner table where it's like fucking like the jack-o'-lanterns and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. But I remember, and this is good, like we're going to talk, I'm going to talk like this again, obviously with the next couple of movies. But um, I remember it was, it was so different from the other ones. Like not so different from like, you know, two to three, but for a Michael Myers movie, it was very different. And it was, I think, done, I don't know, pretty cool. The only, th- my, my gripe was like, kind of when he only put the mask on I guess when he killed but when he yeah. had it on I was like oh he looks kind of cool I like this like it's super ragged looking and he's like hobo Michael yeah he's like <laughs> traveling but in that first what is it uh 20 minutes or so it's like oh shit yeah, the, I think the they're dream sequence I think they're doing you know like a Halloween 2 kind of thing and they're at the hospital and when he kills that nurse I was like man but the part that's crazy is like when you're hearing him kill her, you just hear that, that anger come out because you hear him go, rrr, rrr, and he's just like killing her. And I was like, Holy, f- this he's <laughs> pissed, he's so violent right now. Yeah, but then the other scene that sticks out too is like when he's just walking and there's like those hillbillies in the truck, and you just see him put his mask on and then he just like massacres them. Yeah, I like that it was different. It, it, it was it was his own thing and i think a lot of it has to do with because like he he didn't want to do this movie but the weinsteins were like well you're gonna do this movie or that's it like you're not doing anything else because right. the weinsteins pushed it on him and i think that's why he took like a completely different route too mm-hmm. he's like whatever fuck you i'll just do what i want then and yeah. it's very much his movie it's very much a rob zombie movie i think even more so than the first one yeah yeah Cody, what what would you say? I will give this movie story wise characters. I will give it an eight. This is in my top four or five Halloween movies. It's probably the best Rob Zombie movie. It's the most mature Rob Zombie movie. Yeah. Um, it's it's bleak, and I like bleak movies. Like yeah. I like Alien Three as well, just because. <laughs> so like hopeless and this movie feels very depressed and hopeless yeah um i like the writing of it is very bold choice uh to handle so much like depression it's kind of like um a precursor almost to these new david gordon yeah home yeah, i agree i really like that i like the weird imagery i don't really so much like the idea of sherry moon coming back to lead a white horse yeah just because i know why that's in there i know really he has a driving force that is force you know that he is following but just knowing that was the way that rob zombie was going to shoehorn his wife in is kind of aggravating exactly like (laughs) like the freaking weird harvest pumpkin monsters like you see in the dream sequences like i love that shit yeah Yeah, exactly really cool yeah i've always loved the weird like Celtic digs throughout the Halloween series, like in Halloween two or three, when they mention like or in Curse, like of uh, Curse of Michael Myers, like 
where they try to tie it back to like old Celtic and Druid lore and stuff like that. Yeah. So like I feel like that was probably what the intent there is. Like yeah, for idea. sure. And yeah, this I I'd probably just repeat myself over and over, but this this one is one of my favorite ones just because of how mature it is, and that's saying a lot considering it's Rob Zombie and he really don't do that very often. <laughs> exactly. Or at least show restraint. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna say this one's a six point five for me. Um, it's just shy of a seven. Um, I only because like I really like Lori in this. I really think that Scout Taylor Compton does a great job. Um, I don't love Annie in this one. Um, and I nice. hate all of Lori's other friends, so that's why it's a little bit girls. lower. Uh, all right so for uh, the second category for mask and shape out of five i'm gonna say it's a one for me i love the look of hobo michael myers but i absolutely hate the mask in this one Hmm. i uh i'm on another path actually hobo michael myers is I really like the look. I kind of like that it's even more weathered after being shot in the head and like missing even, even bigger chunk. And like, I kind of like that how the mask falls apart even more the longer the movie goes. It reminds right. me a lot of why I like Terminator 2 so much. Like, you can visually yeah. track the damage that the, the Terminator's taking. I don't even, it's another one of the things like I like it when Halloween does something different. So, like, being able to see half of Michael Myers' face or even his whole entire face at any given time because he's not even wearing a mask and he's just a bearded guy. I am cool with that. Like, I, I don't mind to changing Michael Myers. Like, one that is different sometimes that, oh, you know, he might talk or he might, you might see his face or yeah. any of that stuff. I would probably give Hobo Mike, oh, I would probably give him a three and a half. Yeah. That's yeah. valid. That's uh that's what I'm going with too. I'm going three and a half. Perfect. And um Yeah, like you said, it was cool to see like just the mass deteriorate more. And then um I remember like kind of being really taken back, not in a bad way, when uh Loomis um they go this is like I think the last ten minutes, fifteen minutes of the movie, and um I think he's screaming at Michael or he's screaming at Lori. He's like, there's nobody there. And then Michael's just like standing there. And then it goes to the outside and it's like a couple seconds. And then they bust through the wall. And then you just hear Michael scream, die. And he like stabs Loomis. I was like, holy fuck. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, it is a really different take on the character. Like that was insane. And it's on its own. I can't believe like that actually made him talk. And then... Yeah, it was just, it's like, I like the, di- like, we always have silent masked Michael Myers. We always have that. We can always go back to that. But like, and a lot of this is going to come out in the next three movies, but change is good. Like, it always keeps yeah. fresh. Like, obviously, some change, maybe not all of it is good, but there's always good qualities in big changes. Doesn't mean the whole thing is perfect, but there's certain things that, you know, are good about it and i 
it's just yeah i'm not gonna get too much into it right now because <laughs> i'm gonna fucking go off soon anyway <laughs> yeah, i but can't I, wait for that yeah three and a half i it's solid yeah I, props to rob zombie for you know kind of being the first to do something different yeah well one of for sure i yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that i would say maybe the biggest yeah. changes was the mask thing he obviously wasn't the first to change it but yeah Okay, so for atmosphere and direction out of five, I'm going to say this one has a solid four. Yeah, um, I, I would too. Yeah, I'm it's, going with four. It captures that really cold mood of October, like very Especially well. Especially the barn scene. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why. It, that, that really like makes me feel in that type of, you know, the fall. I really dead. like the scene of, of Lori walking around like the town um, when she's like going shopping and like it's just mm-hmm. like has that gray like um, the the sky overhead and just everything like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, it is great on atmosphere and even like the parties they attend seem very much like like a real Halloween party you would go to. Like even if it even if it is a completely stylized one like i could still see me being able to attend like that type of like oh we're having the old the old hipster halloween party over at the (laughs) the the ipa brewery where we're gonna have a dracula band playing up here like yeah it it sounds ludicrous but it it still feels within the realm of possibility and like it, it does feel like halloween in the midwest yeah exactly i agree with that there's another thing too is like you i don't i do i really feel for lori in this one because yeah. like could you imagine having to go through all that could you imagine having to shoot somebody and then not and then knowing live, that it's your brother yeah and live with that so when she has these random freakouts i'm like i could only imagine if somebody went through that much trauma like that has got to be not a hundred percent but pretty goddamn close to i like PTSD. this I, I like the scene too where linda's dad shows up and then tries to shoot Loomis. Yeah, what the? Yeah, and Loomis is like, oh yeah, 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 I'll sign that for you. And he just doesn't know who he is at first. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, oh, that was my daughter. He's like, all right, here, listen about. It. I'm sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> and can we say like Loomis is such an asshole in this movie? You Dude, know, please. he's such an asshole that they make like Chris Hardwick makes him look like a yeah. bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> like he's such Chris a Hardwick. prick in this movie. Yes. Yeah, Chris Hardwick and Weird Al are in Halloween too. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I forgot about Weird Al as well. Then he calls him Mr. Al or Mr. Weird too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. All right. Um, suspense and kills out of ten, Cody. I will say probably six and a half. Um. It's the kills are actually a lot more, I feel like, brutal in this than they were in the in Halloween Rob Zombies Halloween. Yeah. That says a lot because those were felt pretty freaking brutal. And these feel even more brutal. Like the knife that Michael uses is like it's barely even considered a knife. It looks more like a machete. Like pretty much it's a rainbow knife for all intents and purposes, but it's not. It's comically huge. And like every time (laughs) he stabs them with that, I'm like geez like the impact of that like it ha- it has to like penetrate like all the way through the person especially like when he dra- uh, drags the girl out of the truck and is just repeatedly hitting her with the knife after the one that out on the farm like 
and he's obviously grunting and doing all that stuff. And it just seems so, I don't know, so harsh. And um, there's, there's not really any like setups or like environmental type things where like it plays into suspense or anything so much. Like, because for a lot of it, like Lori doesn't even really know that Michael's coming. Like, it's one of them things like, it doesn't become a problem toward the end. So it's not like it's, it's, it's a, it's a good character study more so than it is like tension building. So, but it's still overall just okay. Rounded. Well-rounded enough. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, I'm going to say this one is a 3.5 only because I remember the last time I watched it, I'm like, this entire movie just follows the formula of establish a location, establish people in the location, and then establish Michael Myers showing up to the location, killing them, and then he leaves. Like, it just feels like a road trip movie where he's just going from place to place to place and just murdering everybody. Michael on the road. Yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, 3.5 for me for that. What about you, Evan? Yeah, like, okay, I'll give it a four. And same stuff that you're saying, but I kind of because I like that stuff a little bit more. Just like him, especially like when he kills those three in the truck, they're just like out in a random like field. There's no one around, and he's just like walking along. These people piss him off, and yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll say four. It's it's going to be a four for me. Okay, uh, and then soundtrack. I'm gonna say a one for this one because. Like with um, Resurrection, the Halloween theme doesn't even play in this fucking movie. Yeah. I've never noticed that until you said that. Yeah, the theme doesn't play <laughs> once in this movie. So, and I don't remember any of the tracks from it, so it has to be number one for me. I'm going to give it, this one's going to be a bit controversial. I agree with that part. Like the actual theme and the score for it. Uh, I don't, I can't remember anything, but it did turn me on to Captain Clegane, the man that uh, is playing right. at the, the little party scene. Yeah. And like the three songs they play there for all intents and purposes, that counts toward the soundtrack, I guess. Like I've added it to so many like Halloween playlists or like, you know, just horror inspired. So I, I will give it a three. Just for that, if not, if we, if we were just judging just on like the score itself, I, I it's it's right up there with Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> uh, Evan, what, what about you? That's gonna be a big old one for me. I don't remember a lot of it. Um, even now, like while you guys were talking, I'm like I'm trying to think about like can I remember any of it? I was like, do I remember when anything? kicks in do i remember any cues that like stand out to me but i can't other than you know the music that the band's playing because it's it's it was good like i i even liked it but for like i'm i'm just personally going on like you know soundtrack score or whatever because tyler did such a good job with the first one i i guess i was kind of expecting something along those lines with the second one but then i just felt let down I'm also surprised that Rob Zombie, being a musician, didn't want to do like the John Carpenter thing and write direct and then do the score for yes, it. You know what? I, I think that would have been cool. I was expecting so much more from a musician 
right like in in a horror movie that's known for its music like i was expecting like halfway like rob zombie-ish riff covers of, like, and i'm pretty the sure halloween he's theme. played the halloween theme on stage like before like before he was even associated with the series so i don't know why he wouldn't have done that yeah i i have no idea why he wouldn't have okay so moving on to 2018 now we'll start the major discussion <laughs> uh st- <laughs> Story and characters out of 10. Evan, if you want to start this. Because you guys both love this entire trilogy, but this is where we'll get into some a little bit of some arguments. Yeah, so it's a 10. Like, I, it made me feel... When I was watching it, I felt a lot of the way I did when I would first watch Carpenter's movie. And even, like, saying that, I like, I literally just got goosebumps. Because I remember pretty much everything about that movie. And um, yeah, it's it's just like, it's pretty much a remake. Like, you can't really say it isn't. You know, the whole, um, the podcasters going to talk, you know, to uh, Dr. Sartain, going there and seeing... Uh, Michael and everything and I remember like being on the edge of my seat and be like holy fuck are we going to see his face is he going to look dead on in the camera and you just see like a little bit of maybe his left eye when he kind of looks back but it, it was still there and I was like oh man I, I felt the way I did watching the first one and I loved every single minute of it I I had an absolute blast it was so fun I okay, yeah. so oh, sorry, what was the score for it? You said 10? 10. I'm 10. Okay, all right, Cody, you go next. I am right up there with you. I will probably give it an eight. Um, I liked this movie enough to where I actually went and saw it in the theaters twice, and I never do that. I hardly, I've maybe been to the movies twice maybe three times in the last 10 years. And it's generally either going to be something really special or someone I know wanted to go. And I'm like, sure. Um, It felt fun. It reminded me of when I was a kid and went and saw screen in theaters, like how everyone was excited for it and how everyone was talking about it. And just that having its own atmosphere outside of the movie theater was really nice i mean it was successful enough and what i was trying to do that it became its own kind of like genre because like now they call it the halloween 2018 treatment like because it's not really you're kind of remaking something you're kind of rebooting it you're kind of doing a sequel you're kind of doing everything like like a legacy sequel right yeah yes Mm. and it's it's really i know like the fourth awakens kind of did that too but i mean to a certain extent that the prequel still exists there too but like yeah 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 now it's kind of like the formula to do like even though texas chainsaw massacre tried it in 2013 and it just fell flat on its face and yeah, they tried it exactly. again after the halloween thing and it would work and it still fell on its face it's, yeah I don't think texas chainsaw massacre is supposed to be a franchise or at least not a massive one but yeah. i like is essentially a soft reboot of the original, but without feeling too repetitive. 
Um, the only problem I have with this movie has nothing to do with the movie itself. It's the marketing team. And that is that they spoiled almost every kill in the trailers. The only ones I can remember not being spoiled is the kid who wanted to dance. Yeah. And <laughs> the mechanic who had his jaw broken. Yeah. Like who Michael stole his uh, jumper off of. That's the only ones I don't remember seeing in the trailer, but like Ray, like I remember seeing him get introduced. So I'm like, oh, well, that guy's dead. Yeah. And like he's like a major character. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he dies. Man. I've seen him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Michael. But I love it. It's not my favorite version of Lori. It's one of. I still prefer Halloween original, Halloween H20, and then another Halloween that I'll get to later. I still prefer those versions of Lori, but I do like this. I like Sarah Connor. Uh, Sarah Connor, Lori. She's yeah. cool. Um, I'm going to go against you guys here. I'm going to say it's a four for me. I don't hate this movie. I just, oh. it's, 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 it, it, it's too, we've seen everything in this movie. Like, this is like the, the definition of, let's just show you like let's let's retcon everything so that we can just do it and do it better than you've seen it and i get it i just can't stand it um the only thing that i really commend this movie for is retconning halloween 2 so that they don't have to have laurie and michael be brother and sister anymore that's really it for me though and like where that stops uh in terms of story and characters like Allison in this movie is just a fucking waste of space. Like she's so unmemorable. And then all the other supporting characters, like the only kid that you kind of remember for me is like the, the chunky kid um, who gets uh, impaled on the defense post. But Oscar. other than him, yeah. Like I, I, I can't remember any of the other characters other than like Julian, of course. But I, I, I found that humor to be very, very, very out of place for, for the movie it, and it, the it went of... too far too quick it should have been dialed back yeah exactly i exactly. felt like i was that's... trying to do the too much right there well that's that's the thing too though you gotta remember who's writing this and like the movies yeah. they've done like david and and danny have worked on other things your highness and everything and like that humor is i like that humor because it's so dumb so like a little bit of it sprinkled, I think, throughout the movie would have been good. But yeah, yeah, it when just it came hit out of right nowhere, away, though. <laughs> yeah, it took me back. But I, like, again, I was like, oh well, the people who wrote it, I know, their kind of humor, I guess. So I was like, all right, well, it's I'll live with it. And then there's that. Really if it was fucking... like that throughout constantly, I think it would be a different story. Like yeah. really, like hard on the like dick and fart jokes or <laughs> anything then, like that then there's just the this really weird scene and like nobody ever really talks about this but it, it's where dave goes out to the garage and there's just a motorcycle there and he's smoking a joint and he just goes sick while the halloween <laughs> theme is playing slowly and like he then gets on the motorcycle while um vicky is like trying to tuck uh julian into bed but like when he's on the motorcycle like he's not i, I thought they were gonna do it where the, he's like revving up the motorcycle and then he doesn't hear her screaming but it never comes up every like the what is the purpose of this motorcycle being in the movie like it, it there, there's just so many odd bizarre choices that just i i don't know i i just i i can't get the love i understand why everyone enjoys it but i don't understand the love that people have for it when there's just so many 
silly moments to it for me. But we can move on to uh, uh, mask and shape <laughs> out of five. Um, Cody, you can rank it first. Okay, and this is going to be my rank preemptively for pretty much kills and ends right here. And that is that I absolutely love James Jude's court. James Jude, James Jude Courtney. He should not be named that. Uh, portrayal of Michael. I love the mask. I don't like the burnt up version so much that they go to after kills and ends, but uh, the physicality of him is just great, especially for like a guy his age. Like he's very spry. Uh, I hope that I don't sound like a backhanded comment toward him or a compliment, but he is, besides Nick Castle, he is my favorite Michael Myers. He maintains that movement to where he doesn't look robotic, but he still looks really fluid, but he still also looks human, and but he still looks effortless. Yeah. And it's like a, a good balance of everything. And the way the new sculpt for the mask, especially like in 2018, I like it, it looks so sinister, but blank. Like depending on which way his head's cocked, there'll be a lot yeah. of times where he just looks like like hateful but it's just yeah. the way the shadows are cast across it and yeah. it's it's my favorite outside of nick castle and like i'm gonna be completely honest there's sometimes where i'm watching these and i'm just like this is equally as good as nick castle's so yeah. i i'm going to give it uh, a perfect actual okay perfect um evan what about you uh one second. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to say Cody muted his mic. He unmuted it. Okay. So I'm with yeah, Cody I'm, on this. Uh, five across the board for all three movies. He is uh, Nick Castle, James Jude Courtney. Um, yeah. He, I don't know. He really captured, I think, what Nick did in doing his own thing. The. Um, from like the little I guess movements he's doing when he's outside when they like show him the mask and he kind of looks a little bit and he's like oh to you know everything he's doing in the the bathroom at the garage he's not moving like a robot like he gets hit with the crowbar and you see him snap back but it's not robotic yeah you see him beat the fuck out of that guy push his face against everything and it's not like it's not real it's so fluent and it moves so well and honestly i remember that was one of the biggest things is like i wanted to know who was going to play michael and i wanted to see who it was and i i just remember wanting all that stuff and even like the little little tiny bit that nick castle did i thought that was so cool too because i think it's when he's upstairs in the room and laurie shoots the gun but it's the mirror yeah that's him and then i'm pretty sure it's him when he's in the the graveyard he's standing by the tree but he james does such a good job and it's i don't think it's just because he does such a good job in the movie when you watch interviews he's so humble he's so nice and he's so appreciative of like getting the chance to do this and i think that really plays a lot into why i think he's such a good care like the fit for michael it's his attitude in and out of the costume yes that really really brings you in like 
he just seems so unbelievably nice and just like again like thankful i think he's thankful because a lot of people like his shape and he, he just seems like such a nice guy like i would love to meet him and just talk I to him about it too, a few years ago uh is actually the uh, 2018 uh, they were doing like a 40 year tour so i got to meet him in the castle and he is as nice as you think he'd be yeah and it's it's funny because like how you were saying like how his like how he is is i was watching a video before um jt sent me the thing to join the room and he was talking about during this movie like he was on a podcast or something and he's like yeah i went to the gym all the time whenever we were shooting as soon as we were done shooting wherever there was a gym close by i went and did that it didn't matter if it was you know 14 16 hour days i'd go and do the gym go back and film if we were down for a day he like spent a lot of his day in the gym so he like he was prepared no matter what he was prepared for this role and it it i don't know he's he's amazing i he is my second favorite shape it's nick castle than him so out of five are you giving it a five five, as well? five. and it's going to be like that for and kill already Okay, yeah. so I'm I'm gonna say three out of five for this. Um, I'm not the world's biggest fan of James Jude Courtney's portrayal. Um, a lot of people were like, "Oh, he's so brutal and violent," but I remember showing you Evan the the clip of him killing the kid in the car, and I'm like, yeah, "What is that? like?" If if you watch that clip, he's so gentle, like just like casually, like nonchalantly, just pushing the kid back and forth against the <laughs> against the window. Like, yeah, it it the way the camera's moving and the way that like the sound effects are playing makes it look more violent. But if you watch his actual actions, he's barely touching the kid, right? <laughs> like, and you'll you'll agree with that, right? Like, when when I showed you that clip, like he's very nonchalant. Yeah doing it no it's, um, it's very much music and camera like you said that makes it look worse yeah exactly exactly so um the biggest saving grace here is i i absolutely love the 2018 mask I, I don't think that there's a better scene in the movie than when he is at the podcaster's car and he yeah. takes it out of the trunk and he puts it uh, on and you hear the breathing and then he he smashes the the trunk closed like that's like the best and then scene you just in the whole movie. See him through the back window. It's just such a good shot. Like it's it's perfect. It's yeah. Perfect. Um. So that's that's a good segue to uh, atmosphere and direction out of five, Evan. Um. Again, five. It's. <laughs> I like I love this movie but even like again when it's the nighttime stuff and like uh when he's walking or when the two kids are walking down the street and they're just talking they bump into him and it's it's not just that it's all in the background too you see all the kids walking around like they're trick-or-treating and it makes you feel that you know it's doing its job you're you feel the Halloween um spirit or feeling of it and they're trick or treating, and it's, it's just, oh, it's so, it's done so well for me personally. Yeah. Um, at capturing like all the nighttime stuff is my like a little bit of the stuff is during the day works, but it's all the night stuff that I enjoy the most, especially just that long take of him walking down the driveway and he goes and gets the hammer. Like that's yes. probably one of my favorite scenes in that. In that, that's movie. one of my favorite scenes in general. Like I watch yeah. a lot of scenes, like when I'm getting ready for work, like in the morning of just like 
just like little compilations of stuff and like the USS Indianapolis speech from Jaws and stuff like that. And like, I will watch that whole one take scene. Like it is just, just so, so good. It captures what Michael Myers should be really well. I think. Yeah. Um, sorry, Evan, did you give, you said five, five. out of five. <laughs> yep. Uh, Cody, sorry. What, what was yours? Uh, five out of five. Okay. I'm going to say, Four out of five for this one. I I do agree that the atmosphere is really nice. Um, one of the best scenes in the movie as well. That's very atmospheric is when Michael's being transported um onto the bus, and then Lori's just there drinking, and then it plays that really awesome score. Um, yeah, that has great atmosphere to it. Um, okay, moving on to suspense and kills out of ten. Uh, what would you guys rate it? suspense and kills i i would give it i would give it an eight um i i only give it an eight just because i feel like later on the kills are better in the sequels and the suspense is here but if if, if i'm just aggregating them both into one streamlined score the the whole setup in laurie's house uh, there's a lot of good suspense in there, especially the scene where it's like the reversal of her being trapped in the closet, but instead she thinks he's in the closet and he's actually in the corner. And then they have their fight and she gets knocked off the balcony and she, he looks down and she's gone, which is also another reversal. Like all of that has really good suspense elements to it. Like I genuinely like those parts and especially like when Lori's out of the picture and Michael is trying to break into a little hiding spot, and you don't know if Karen is going to be able to compose herself or not, which we'll find out she is. Like, I really do like it. I think that was really good use of suspense there, and I genuinely like that part as well. Evan, what about you? Um, I'm going to give it an 8 as well. The uh, there's a few scenes that really like obviously, um, the bathroom at the garage that's to me that's like one of the day scenes that really work. It is like so tense in there when they're fighting, and you see, um, I forget her name, but she's like trying to climb underneath the stalls, and like everything's so like claustrophobic and everything, too. There's that, there's the scene where you know, like Cody was just saying, uh, when Michael's hiding, like in behind the mannequin or whatever, like in the dark. When she's clearing the rooms, that's super suspenseful. And it's, I think it really worked. And I was, after like seeing all the other things throughout the other movies, and I know they don't like, it's not there anymore, but obviously they're still, you know, doing little nods towards it. I didn't think it was going to work. And then it ended up working actually a lot for me. Even when Allison's running through the, um, the forest and then she comes over to like uh, Jamie's house, and she just sees all the mannequins in free zone. Like that's 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 creepy, and that's it, it just worked. And I loved every minute of it. And you you were saying eight? Sorry, out of ten for that? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say it's a seven point five for me. Um, it is pretty solid. I I, I agree. You you guys kind of sold me on the suspense and kills for it. What? Even, I don't mean to cut you off too, like the backyard scene 
when Oscar yes. thinks it's Mr. Who is it? Mr. Elrod. Elrod. Yeah. Elrod, yeah. And yeah, you back. see just a little bit of him behind Oscar. And he looks back and he's talking to him, blah, blah, blah. But then the light goes off and the light comes back on. And he's like, where the fuck did he go? And then all of a sudden he's in front of him. Like, that shit works really good. Like, that's probably the best scene for it for me. Because you, obviously you know he's going to be creeping around. But then the light just comes on. He's just standing there. And then you see Oscar and he's like, oh, shit, something's not right. And even the lead up to him when he goes up and stabs him in the back, it's all very, like, you're on the edge of your seat. It's suspenseful. It's nerve-wracking. Like, get over the fucking fence, you bastard. And then he just (laughs) stabs him in the back, and then you see, like, everything that happened. And he just steps out. It's like, fuck. Uh, It works well. It's very good. Yeah. Um, All right. Soundtrack out of five. Five. I agree. The Shea Punts Allison is my ringtone on my phone. Like, it is the I, best track. My phone will go off in public, and someone, some random stranger, will say, Is that the Shea Punts Allison? <laughs> and that's it, like, just normal, everyday <laughs> citizens that I pass on the street will say that after my phone rings. That's I feel so like cool. this is probably like the most famous of all the Halloween soundtracks. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. The Shea Prince Allison is the best track. track. Really, either like it's weird, but Prison Montage is actually my favorite track, and it kind of ties into the one where you said like when he's getting transported and Lori's yeah. in the car and she's drunk. Like it just sounds very deathly, and it's yeah, like with, I love Prison Montage to die. But that's just, yeah, I when like, that's happening and you hear that piece, it, it makes yes. it even more uncomfortable. The voice, the distortion, yeah. I've always yeah. liked that. That is that is actually my favorite track on there. And then it, it kind of goes into Michael Kills, and then Michael Kills again. It's like a stretch of three songs, and I'm just like, holy shit! It's just banger after banger after banger. Like, yeah. And the even song on there is Halloween Triumphant, and that's just because it is required to be in there. It's like, hey, we needed the classic Halloween theme. Can you whip mm-hmm. something up real quick? Right. And the fact that the classic Halloween theme is the worst song on the soundtrack says a whole fucking lot about how one of the tr- one of the tracks that i really love i believe it's called halloween returns i believe it's called um it, it, it's the track that's playing in the scene that you guys were talking about it's the the long the the one shot um, yes i think that's the one i was talking about i, I didn't mean to see triumphant that. that's what i think i meant is okay that yeah. right see i i love that track because i love um how like it, it's doing the theme and you're like okay well like whatever it's the theme song but then it like does that like um where it's just hitting um like the hi-hat on the drums and then when michael's walking through the house then you just hear the baby crying and you're like oh my god he's gonna fucking kill this baby and then it does like that long like noise yeah. and then it like kicks yeah. into the theme song i i really like that um halloween triumphant is actually a good song though like it yes great that's, that's the one that, that plays as the credits roll right yeah, yeah. okay yes yeah. so i actually do like that one and I, I i love the rhythmic like the boom 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 but like yeah. it, it's that like goes throughout the whole track like i i really like that track too I, um yeah it, it's a perfect five out of five for me for that one too it was um like I was saying before, like with Halloween 6, when they were doing that guitar stuff, I was like, oh, it didn't work really good for me. That's why I like the producer's cut, because it had more of like the original stuff in it. This fucking Carpenter still has it. He 
his son and uh what's the other guy's name? Daniel Davis. David. Yeah. Yeah. They fuck they did phenomenal on this. There's not a piece of music I don't like. It's not boring. It's intense. It's you know, even like the older ones that they've redone sound at like they're right up there with the original movie for me. Yeah. It they all just did such an incredible job. And then adding like the new stuff in like the shapes haunt haunt Allison and stuff like that. It just they really I think like if he wasn't going to direct ever again because he's been talking like he wants to do stuff, if he just did soundtracks for movies and shit, I think I'd be happy with that. Even his soundtrack for the new Firestarter, I haven't even seen the movie, but that soundtrack kicks fucking ass. Well, I heard that's the best part about that movie. The movie's ass, but I heard that the soundtrack really does save it. Yeah. I watched 10 minutes of the movie and I turned it off because I felt nothing, but I listened to the soundtrack twice. Yeah, exactly. Firestarter. Yeah, exactly. This is a testament to how good the movie and how good the soundtrack is. I yeah. feel like the soundtrack, before we get off of it, on 2018, like, it almost is like Carpenter's directing the movie. Just because, like, that's how much control the, the soundtrack has over this movie, that it actually shapes the atmosphere. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Even I think even, even the track, like, the shape burns, like, yes, it's just the Halloween theme, but then it builds onto it with, like, these, like, orchestral yes. noises. And like it just makes it a really emotional track too. Like, yes. Okay, is... moving on to Halloween Kills. Um, I'm gonna jump first and say from? that I fucking hate this movie. So, uh, two out of ten for me for story and characters. Aren't we missing like two categories or a category from 2018? No, no, that was everything. I did feel like we'd skip past something, but I think it's just because we double back around. Yeah. Yeah, no, we I, I kind of thought that too, okay. and I just kind of went through a little <laughs> mental checklist in my head. I was like, yeah, we, we did say everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. No, never mind. I'll just shut the fuck up. I was, I was just, I was just saying that myself. I actually was like double back in my head. Whenever. And I, like, I, that's, that's not a bad thing. I think it's just because like, no matter if you like it or not, it's fun to really talk about these movies. Yeah. Yes. But Halloween kills and your hatred of it. Yes, two (laughs) two out of ten for me for story and characters. Um, here's the thing, I actually do like Halloween kills, but I am I am not delusional and I'm not an idiot. I I know that it's not a good movie, or at least not a good not a good narrative movie. Like it, it's good for a slasher movie. It's great exactly. I think, but as far as like. As, as far as like traditional movie sense goes, like yeah, the the story and the characters that actually I'm I do like the characters just because they're so clownish that it's actually <laughs> like good cheese entertainment. Like Tommy Doyle is just so fucking unhinged. Like it, it's entertaining, like but in a bad way. Kind of like how you know, like Tommy was so in the room is almost exactly. Like, oh, it's it's a memorable character. It's not a good character. Um, as far as like story. And I, I have nothing but good things to say about this movie the rest of the way through. But for now, I'll say story and characters I would give a four. Okay. Evan. All right. And this is out of 10, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know. It, it is hard because, like, me and JT got early tickets to it. So I think that, like, 
maybe played a part of me like absolutely <laughs> adoring this fucking movie um it's like and like a lot of what you're saying is making sense about the characters but like i give it like a seven <laughs> that's fine just, no, i mean it's enjoyable so. i just and it's even the characters if you don't give a fuck about them the way they die make up for everything yeah because it's it's literally if and i'm gonna say this now it's literally following the original ones so like part like 2018 i find kind of got like uh pretty popular over you know let's say the course of a week or so just like the original one then i was saying this to jt before and then you watch kills and it's like violent it's a step up and you know Halloween 2 from 81 is violent and it steps up a bit. And it probably has one of my favorite like uh reveals of like how Michael survived the previous one. Yeah. When you're watching and the firefighter falls down there and I'm like where the fuck is he? I'm looking around and in the background when it's that like low shot I think from the firefighter's perspective and you see the gun door slide up and it plays the Halloween theme, I I I had tears in my eyes. I was so excited. I had goosebumps. And then yeah. he just walks over and beats this man's face in. And I was like, oh, I, I was like, this is where we're going with it. And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I yeah. definitely agree that I love that stuff, but I, I love different aspects of it. Yeah. But like, I, 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 I probably feel the same about the movie as you do, just mm-hmm. from different aspects of it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah and like, he's so he's so mean in this he's so like this yes, is the, amazing i think even maybe meaner than the rob zombie ones he's so pissed off and this is like the, the most violent version of michael throughout any movie it doesn't matter if they're you know not talking about the other ones he is the most violent in this movie and like yeah it's maybe jason territory but other than that he's just it's fun to see like a favorite character of mine be so aggressive because it's like, all right, you guys are going to try and trap me and kill me and set me on fire. You just pissed me off even more. And now, you know, now you're really going to have to answer to it. Yeah. And yeah, like that's, I, I totally agree with that. Um, I think that it's a very entertaining movie. Um, Whereas 2018 to me is more boring, but I just think that overall it's not as good of a movie as 2018 was. <clears throat> um, so for mask and shape though, for you guys, you're, you're sticking with your, um, uh, what was it? Four out of five for that one? Or I get five, 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 five out of five. Sorry. And I'm, this I'm is five. This is, I think the definitive version of James Jude Courtney's Michael Myers. Like this is when he's like, like he was just saying, he's the meanest. And I really feel like he does just feel like death incarnate in this. Like, even the way this mask, it almost has like this weird greenish tint to it. Like, it mm-hmm. just looks so empty of life or anything. And there's this one scene I really like where it's when Lindsay Wallace starts beating him with a bag of bricks and he's choking it out. And he has this weird way of breathing. It's like, and it just sounds like very scary like it don't just sound like simple michael myers breathing it sounds like yeah. the devil breathing and there's just that meanness but there's also thoroughness about like his killing like it's so weird to see in halloween ends that the woman who got the fluorescent tube in her throat lived but it's not too breaking because like 
that's one thing I kind of sh- probably should have mentioned in 2018 is like Michael Myers is random again. So he like lets a little baby live. He lets the kids live. Some people let's live. Some like Aaron, the podcaster, he, he still like, I'm still surprised that he's dead because he looked like he was still alive after he dropped him, just severely beaten. I kind of like that randomness in Michael, but he's also when he wants to be thorough on this, like when he turns the one husband into a pin cushion and just keeps stabbing oh, yeah. him repeatedly, like that is chilling. Absolutely chilling. No, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree I totally with what you agree. say. Yeah, yeah. Especially like when you're looking at her and then you're just hearing this thud in the background, thud. And then a couple seconds go by, thud. And then it goes to the, comes back up to almost like that wide shot. And she's just like, she's terrified. She's like hurt severely. And she's just watching this other man just fucking like, yeah, turn him into a a knife block. And he just, the way he does it, it's like, again, it's not robotic, but the way you see him turn, grab a knife, come back, boom. And then he comes and he turns and he looks and then he grabs something else and keeps doing it. It's just like, he's fucked. He doesn't care. He's like, you know, you've seen him kill people with a knife, you know, slit to the throat, one stab to the stomach and that's it. To see him constantly putting knives and sharp objects in this man's back. And it's not even, that's not even like the worst of it. Look what he did to him in the beginning. He punches through the glass, punches his face against the wall, what, two or three times? And then it's just like, you think he's done, but then you go to that scene and you see him and it's just like, he's, he, he would walk away from that maybe before, but now he's just, like I said, he's had enough. He's like, fuck this. He, I, it's almost like he snaps again and all hell breaks loose. He's like, no, no restraints this time. I'm going to leave a message. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I do like his portrayal of Michael more in this movie than I do in 2018. Um, but the mask is where it gets, this is where it starts to deplete for me. So uh, whereas 2018, I gave it a four. Now I'm giving it, um, sorry, I gave it a three and now I'm giving it a, a two for the mask on this one. I don't really like the burn style to, to the face, but I know that's probably just me. <laughs> no, I, I also don't like the burning. I think the reason why I don't like the burning is because the mask looks so cool in 2018. You almost don't want to see it be tampered with since there's such a hard time getting consistent looking masks in this franchise. And then when you finally do get one that looks good, you're like, exactly. Yeah, just don't fucking do anything to it. Like, hey, let's right. catch it on fire and have him get shot in the cheek instead. Right, exactly. Um, I guess it could have been worse, but I do not like the idea of half of his hair missing. Like, yeah. he looks too much like like two face in a way uh, yeah you're right a little bit yeah it still doesn't look as bad as it does in ends i mean i, I don't think that i don't think it looks that terrible in ends but it does look worse in ends as it does in kills yeah but i, I would give this mask a i'll give this is this out of five right yeah i give it a three okay moving on to atmosphere and direction um i'm gonna say this is like a a a three i think there like there's definitely a distinct visual style to it um so it's a three for me i i don't know where i come up with this 
I feel like it does have atmosphere, but I feel like because of the brutality of the kills, it's almost like that is the atmosphere of it. Maybe it's because it's called Halloween Kills and the kills are so like it almost has like this atmosphere of death. Like maybe because it's there's so many people that die in it, it's called kills, it's focused on the kills. Like I will at least say that it does have atmosphere. Um, the directing is not the greatest in this. I mean, it's it's as far as like the David Gordon Green ones, I like all three of them. I love them. I I will probably watch this trilogy two, three times a year. I've already watched the trilogy once since Ends came out. But I will say this one is the worst one. It's not my least favorite, but it is the worst one as far as like being cohesive or like being a, what a standard movie would be. So is this is out of 10, right? Um, sorry, hold on one second. Is this like this is atmosphere and uh, out, 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 of, out of five, this one? Okay, I will give this a three. Okay, I think it's a little surprise that I'm just gonna give it a five. <laughs> That's fine, but I'd... I like okay, so these are some of the things that I've seen people complain about, and I don't get it because. The whole like mob thing. I know a lot of people are pissed off about it, but like I remember like certain things. You know, look at like, and I'm just bringing these up because of like how it kind of changed, maybe the area or like the people in the area. Uh, like so, like just say like when you know Martin Luther King got shot, it was like people went ape shit and they were fucking pissed off and crazy, and I feel like a lot of it had like this is not so much michael and Lori this trilogy and i know it was it seems like that but it's really like it is the hadfield trilogy i believe yes and you see they talk about it too which i don't get how people don't kind of put it together it's like michael is a fucking they 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 say he's a disease you know he is evil and he's ruining our town so the town obviously has had enough of it and then they band together and like I, the evil dies tonight shit doesn't bother me at all because when people get in that state of mind and they they feel scared and backed up into a corner they do crazy shit they do shit they wouldn't normally do so them freaking out and chasing somebody that you know it's like um that they they might think is michael myers but not everybody might not know what he looks like or whatever the case may be but they showed his face on with- the goddamn news thing dude <laughs> But that's the thing. When you're in the moment, you're not thinking straight. But they showed the other guy's face right before. (laughs) Wasn't that after? No. He turned them into monsters. Yeah. I I don't know. I like that stuff. And I think it suits well with it. And I think it goes I think it goes good with the movie. I think it was a teen. Like it 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 was a good point. It, It was something I I liked that they tried to say something, but it was like these are not the people to say it. like that. You shouldn't have like try to have a message about mob mentality and then like cut to the dude from Mad TV, Stuart from Mad TV, doing like some fucking major comedy <laughs> skit. Oh, that's, man, that's what. I, yeah, I love exactly. them. Big John, they're great. Oh, they're when good. they're just walking through the house they and you just hear them. But, but it's it such was... a 
it's such a tone. Uh, like again, if if the movie was like that from the beginning, but it's such a tonal shift to the rest of the movie, though. I don't know. I'm, like, I don't really mind the mob stuff either. You know what's weird? Like, I feel like David Gordon Green got screwed with him on Halloween Kills because he had a lot of influence from John Carpenter. Like, what should be done with the franchise? And John Carpenter's original idea for Halloween 4 is Michael Myers is a ghost. And it's really about the town of Haddonfield. And it's like he is a, a ghost that haunts Haddonfield. And like he's not actually physical. And he like possesses people in Haddonfield. And I feel like John probably put that in his ear. Like, oh, you know what would be a good idea for the second one? You know, like incorporate this part that I've always wanted to do. Yeah, that's a good idea. I don't want to do that. And then. No, I, I might just be pulling that out of my ass, but I know that's what John actually wanted for the fourth one. And that is very reminiscent of what happens in Kills. I feel like he probably like, hey, well, if it's good enough for John Carpenter, it's good enough for me. Yeah, exactly. The nuance might have been a little lost there, but <laughs> I, it doesn't detract. The only thing that detracts from me, and this kind of ties back into the Rob Zombie part, this has very, very bad dialogue. Like... They're That's the one thing I will say and agree with. The dialogue is not great. It isn't. No, and it's so repetitive. Like there's supercuts on YouTube of them saying 40 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Die like it's it's so overused. Like he was there 40 years ago. Uh, he <laughs> stepped in dogs in my yard 40 years ago. And like it's almost a thing where the whole movie is just evil dies tonight 40 years ago. 40 years ago, evil died, evil dies tonight. 40 like, really the only thing I don't like about the mob is just they're that they just keep repeating those two things. Like, if they just said evil dies tonight one time and like didn't talk about 40 years ago, like, and just said, hey, you know, we I can't have my fucking kids be killed by a killer, you know, or something like a reason that's not just like a slogan. Mm-hmm. I actually would probably. I don't have an unfavorable opinion of mom, but I would probably have a more favorable opinion if it wasn't that atrocious dialogue. Sorry, hold on. Um, had we moved on to suspense and kills yet, or no? No, we have not. Okay. Um, suspense and kills. I, I these kills were very good. Um, I'm gonna say this was a seven out of ten for me. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say eight just because the kills are that good. Like this movie's kills are its shining feature. Um some of the best slasher movie kills I've seen, maybe in a long time, maybe ever. They're very brutal, very mean, very realistic looking, almost shocking. Like when I was like, geez, and this is this Halloween or is this hatchet? Like yeah exactly like I, it was i was not really taken aback but like as a horror fan i was even like wow this is gnarly like i can't imagine what normies are thinking when they're watching this like, like holy crap <laughs> normies. i can only imagine they, they probably were shocked because i mean i was shocked and i watched these movies yearly so but yes i i agree it does have fantastic kills um I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a nine, and I'm only giving it a nine and not a perfect thing because I wanted more. Um, 
yeah, like it's so brutal and violent and angry. And um, my whole like my favorite, I think, two scenes out of the whole thing are the park with the car. Everybody who yeah. gets killed there is just phenomenal. The the guy to get it first with the the knife through the the bottom of the eye up into his head. I remember my jaw dropped and I was just like, holy fuck. I was like, this is insane. And then even uh, when he kicks the door and the girl just shoots herself, like it was funny, but I was like, it's so, it's, it's just like, wow. And the gunshot, when you hear the impact, everything. And then he just kind of gets up and, and there's that guitar. And oh, he's yes, just I love looking. Her. Yeah. And he's just looking at everything. It's like, holy fuck. And then the the ending where he the town just like i remember like holy fuck they're really doing a number on him they're really beating him down and i was i was i was kind of like what's what are they doing with it here like are they gonna end it here like what the hell are they gonna do with the next movie but then like the whole thing with uh when laurie says like when he kills he transcends and gets more powerful and then he just stands up and like the extended cut is so much better and it's only like a couple minutes longer, but when he's going at everybody, like there's even more throat slashes. Like he kills Tommy, but he hits him multiple times and breaks the bat. It's so brutal. It's unbelievably brutal. And the blood splashing everywhere. And then um Karen too was like, it's not as violent or brutal, but I it was surprising to me. And I was like really I was in shock because I remember at the end of the movie. JT was up a row and a little bit to the left. And I remember looking back at him and his uh, girlfriend and my mouth was just open. And I was looking at them like, oh, my fucking God. And they were laughing at me. But uh, it's so brutal. It's it's a nine. <laughs> um, OK, uh, soundtrack. I am going to give it a little less than 2018. Um, I do like the track rampage that plays during the car scene. That yeah. I actually, that's maybe one of my favorite Carpenter tracks because of like the heavy implementation of the guitar in it. Yeah, it sounds mm-hmm. like a like a hard rock song or heavy type song, and especially when you start getting like a little weird off key piano single. Like, but overall. It has some good ambience, but it's not as good as 2018. I think the 2018 has the best soundtrack of the, the trilogy. And Halloween Kills definitely has the second best. But I will say that it's definitely behind the original 2018 Halloween 3. So I would, I'll probably say, if this is out of 5, I'll say it's 3.5 out of 5. I'm going to say this one's a 2.5 only because aside from Payback and Rampage, I don't really like any of the songs on it. And I think it's the weakest main theme of the Halloween uh, series in a long time. So it's pretty short for me on this one. I will. I'm going to give it a four for two. Um, When. the shape appears and they do that rendition of the theme i love it when the gate opens and it goes on his face and it's playing and he walks out and kills the fire like i just love the way that plays and then yeah the the rampage is like the stein the the shining star of that soundtrack for the for halloween kills it's so good 
like you said, like the fucking guitar alone when he's done and everything, just that it, yes. it works so well and it's so good. Okay, are you guys ready to talk about the Halloween? best Halloween sequel fucking yeah. ever? Okay, let's start this off. Um, Cody, do you want to start it off for this one? Yes, I will give story and characters an eight and a half out of ten. Um, it's Perfect. bold. It has great characterization. Um, it's almost like a real movie that just happens to have slasher elements than it is a slasher that has real movie elements. This has my second favorite version of Laurie Strode. Um, I still like the H20 version just a little bit better. Just and I'm on honestly, if they hadn't made her Terminator Laurie Strode throughout the other two movies and we just had this Laurie Strode, then I she probably would be my favorite version of Laurie Strode. But like the good thing about the H21 was is like she's moved past this, but she's still damaged. And like at least we got to see an arc, I guess, over three movies. Well, one and a half movies, I guess, of Laurie Strode doing things we get to see her you know fight her demons and come over it but i really like this version of Lori. i really really like Corey cunningham uh, i think he's an interesting character they finally have made the town of haddonfield i feel like they do a better job of representing how much evil resides in them like just through their hatred of all things that they don't understand like it hadn't feel like like you said earlier hadn't filled is its own character in these mm-hmm. three movies and i feel like this is the best example of it like because it shows like halloween 2018 you see nothing but really the good side of Haddonfield, and in kills you kind of only see nothing but the bad side of Haddonfield. and this is like the most realistic and like balanced version of everyone in Haddonfield. you have good people you have bad people and it's just as far as creativity, I, I love it. It's it's an eight and a half for me. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's a nine for me. Um, that's fair. Yeah, like I so I was not excited for this movie because I saw the trailers and I'm like, it just looks like the ending of 2018 again. I'm like, who the fuck wants to go and watch an elongated version of the ending of 2018? Like, we've seen this happen. Like, we've seen Michael at Laurie's house. Like, it's it's nothing different. And then when the actual movie came out, I was like, well, I'm not excited to see this. So I, I, I skipped seeing it on the first day. But then my friend was like, okay, like, I have Peacock. Like, let's watch it. And I did. And halfway through the movie, I, I texted my friend who had um he was messaging me he's like oh this movie's fucking stupid like you're gonna hate it and then it was at the scene at the doctor's house when Corey uh is there and he's wearing the mask and he kills um the doctor and and the nurse and i messaged him i'm like hey so like when does this movie get bad because i'm fucking loving it so far yeah and he's like oh you don't think it's stupid already i'm like no, this is fucking awesome. Like, this is a great movie. Like, like you said, like, it feels like a different movie that is tied into Halloween, but it almost fits so perfectly while also not being about it at the exact same time. 
it was the happiest I think I've been inside of a movie theater while watching a movie. Like I just felt warm from the first five minutes. I was like, wow, this is like almost, I'd almost felt like my years of being a Halloween fan had paid off. Like, oh my God, this is, and I, knowing that it's billed as the end, like, like, okay, I'm liking the tone going into it. It don't seem schlocky, like, unless it comes really, really bad out the left field toward the end. Like, I truly did leave the theater feeling satisfied as a Halloween fan. Yeah, me too. And I, I, I'm so against this idea of like, oh, real Halloween fans want this movie to be retconned and reshot. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it, it's just, the, I don't understand the need to have repetition when you right. can just go back more often than not. When there's we'll do that. You can just go back and watch older entries. Yeah, there's 12 fucking movies where this happens. So like just go back (laughs) and watch those ones. Like yes. Evan, out of ten, what do you say? Ten. 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 That's cool. That's cool. I'm glad we're all there's so many reasons for it. Um fuck. Um just like again they did something so different and it really needed to be done because like yeah we got we got what you know i think what we wanted and a lot of fans wanted in 18 and and kills it was a lot of uh laurie and michael then it was a lot of michael and then it was a lot of like you said haddonfield and the people that are in it and the way that they're affected by everything going on in this, you know, stigma of Michael Myers being around. Because they even, like, they kind of talk about in the beginning when um, she's talking about her son. She's like, oh, yeah, ever since, you know, Michael Myers is in the headlines, he's he's scared. He doesn't sleep well. He's been wetting the bed. He's that scared. And it, it, it shows how it affects even, like, a family in in the town. So much that this kid's just terrified. And... um the fact that they they went the route they did, I uh, kudos to David and gang, and I will defend this movie honestly forever because there's nothing wrong with it. There's literally not a thing wrong yeah. with it. You get Michael Myers, and he like I, people are like, oh, the movie's twenty minutes longer than the original, so shave down you know twenty minutes, and I bet you it's still the same you know kind of screen time as it is yes. in the original. Michael Myers has 10 minutes and 55 uh, seconds of screen time in this, as opposed to nine and a half minutes in the original, even though this movie is 20 minutes longer, what people also neglect to bring up, there's 15 kills in this movie compared to the Mm -hmm. five in the original. So you actually are getting twice as much of what you expect than you are in the original. And also, too, I, I really feel like the shape's presence is felt throughout the entire fucking movie. Yeah. No, no matter what, it's still evil killing people. It's still the shape. And, you know, um, I remember, like, it, it, I wasn't, this is not in a bad way at all, but I remember when um, Corey, like, I love Corey. I think Corey's a great character. This movie is very character driven. Like, it really is. Even with yeah. Allison and Corey. Um, but the part that I love, and I really, 
I wasn't sure how to feel at first, but then when I watched it again, I was like, man, this is insane. It's so good. Is when Corey gets that cop down into the the little sewer area. And you're like, holy fuck, like and this this touches on like I don't know if Cody, you've ever seen that. I imagine you have is Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. I have. Okay, I... so there's a scene in that movie where Henry and Otis are in um, like a a tunnel and there's cars running by and they pretend that the car's uh, dead and Henry goes, oh, are you going to do it, Otis? And then Otis kills him and he, he's, he's teaching him how to do that almost. And when he goes down there and he lures the cop down there and he's like, show me how to do it. Show me, show me like, show me what you do so I can do it too. And I remember being like, wait a minute, like what's happening? And then Corey has his arms underneath the cop's arms and is holding him. And Michael just kind of stands up and that first stab that he gets into his chest and you see him almost like not regenerate, but he feels good doing it. And when he first stabs him, you see like he's standing tall and proud and he's like, this is it. That's, that's what I needed. And it's just, it's the same with that woman's husband and kills. He just keeps going and keeps stabbing and keeps going. And it's like, man, he's, that's Michael. Michael's back or the shape is back. And then I love that, you know, it's very Halloween three as well. You know, it's not just about Michael Myers. It's about evil and, I mean, JT have talked about this. I posted about this many a times. It's not, this really isn't about Michael Myers. This is about the evil. This is about the shape. This is exactly what Carpenter said it was back in 78. And they brought that feeling back and they, they captured it so unbelievably well. And all the nods to other Carpenter movies, the fog, you know, Christine, I mean, Cunningham. Cunningham is the guy's name in Christine. He goes from yeah. nerd to cool guy with an amazing car. Corey goes from this nerdy guy to a motorcycle and, 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 you know, not wearing glasses and all that stuff. And it's fuck this movie. It, this is my favorite sequel out of all the other Halloween movies. It's the original one. And I, I like it even more than kills because kills was my favorite. And now it's this one. Yeah. I I have to I can't I'm not going to try to rank it for another year, but like I know it's gonna be very, very, very high up on my list. Like it'll probably be top three, if not my favorite sequel. Like I, I know it will. Here's the thing, there have been times where I have not liked things at first and then later on down the road ended up liking things, but there's never been times where I've watched something, liked it, and then later didn't like it. So yeah, exactly. I know for a fact that I'm going to like this. Like the very first time I ever saw like a Nightmare on Elm Street 2, like back before it got its like second life, it was like, oh, reevaluate this. Like I liked that as a kid. Like I like weird off the wall, like this doesn't yeah. belong right. here type shit. And like yeah. I knew immediately once Halloween and started doing stuff like that. Yeah, I, I like it. Just yep, let's, let's yeah. go. Come on. Can't wait exactly. And like very similar with me. Like I love Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. And I didn't even know that people didn't like it until, like, I went on the internet after. But, like, 
I was like, oh, this is different. This is cool. Like, I, I like this. This is a cool take for the second movie. Um, Return of the Living Dead Part 3, I also really like. I don't know if you've seen I, I'm assuming you have, Cody, but. I I I have not, but I have. I have, but I haven't. I watch so much YouTube. I've watched, like, Roanoke Gaming's video on the 245 Trioxin, and it talks about all three movies. Okay. So, like. I haven't watched it, but I know the events of it. Yeah, so. it's it's very reminiscent of this, where it, it it it's it's actually surprisingly character driven and heartfelt in a weird way that the other two movies yeah. in the series no, aren't. I would agree so. with that exactly. I've always heard the theory is good. There's a love story in it, which like, is so weird because man, there's also a love a story in this love movie story. as well. <laughs> yeah, and it is because she dies in this. Her boyfriend will do anything to have her back, so he uses the trioxin on her, and he and she comes back, and he he's doing it because he loves her so much. And she's I'm not trying to give anything away from you; it's not that big, but like she holds on long enough without attacking him because she loves him too. And it's fucking I loved Brian Usna for doing that. And again, he did something different, and it worked. It was still the same kind of movie zombies coming yeah, back. I had no idea it was Brian Usna either, which that kind of ties yeah. into Reanimator and Bride of Reanimator. That almost sounds like Bride of Reanimator, it's, which I also like. Love stories in horror movies is not new, and it's not new in Halloween Ends. And I think it fits very well into the movie. And grown men pissing and moaning about it really need to stop because it's like you can watch the other movies all you want. Or accept the fact that somebody made the movie the way they wanted to and the way that they thought it would be good, like portrayed well. And all these grown people pissing and moaning are like, well, you didn't do the movie the way I wanted it to do, like wanted it to be. So now I want you to redo it. It's fucking, it's, it's the just, horror community can be so shit sometimes. It, it's not, it's, it's not really just the horror community. It's just fandom in general. Like the same thing yeah. happened with the Star Wars sequels and even the prequels, right? Like, it's well, it's happened before. I just it'll say, happen again. I just say the horror community because like that's a lot of like the groups that I see it in. Like I remember, like <laughs> it's so funny. I remember telling JT, I think a day or two after, maybe it might have been the weekend after. I was like, I'm gonna leave this fucking the nightmare on a meme street page. I was like, I fucking, I'm so mad right now. I'm leaving. And then I was like, whatever, whatever. And then I I, I stayed obviously, but I was just like, what are you guys complaining about? You either complain that. Michael's like Jason and too violent. Uh, to him, yeah. toning it down a bit, he's still good kills in it. But then they're like, "Whoa, what happened to him in last?" I'm like, because he he is still a man. They beat the living fuck out of him. Yeah, he came back and maybe got like a bit of uh, uh, an adrenaline boost and killed everybody. But yeah. you see him when he stands up. The man is fucking shaking. He's hurt. He's beaten. It doesn't matter how evil he is. He's still a man. Yes, and, and he I still think can that's... be killed. Like, he always could yeah. have been killed. It's just that they never got around to it. Or never and that's were able the thing to that people are forgetting it. is, like, they're not following any of the other movies. It's part one when he was a man, and he's still a man in these movies, but they're expecting him to be yes. supernatural still. And, I mean, they might have, like, played off of it a bit in the movies, because, like, some points, it's like, oh, yeah, he's fucking supernatural right now. But it's the same with... Um, you know, you ever hear the story about, you know, the baby uh, in the car that tipped over and the mom being yes. able to, like, tip the car over because the adrenaline kicks in, you know, um, and you're like stuff like that is able to happen. And that's a perfect way to explain that's how Michael is. 
it's Do evil you to watch and it's yeah oh sorry go ahead no it's it, it's the evilness and like the way he just is he's not he doesn't have to be supernatural in order to yeah. kill people or be powerful it, it's funny you said there's uh like i I just talked about the Rona channel. He like explains the science behind like it's mostly like zombie infections or like infections or like vampires or anything. It's like its own like biology. But mm. the other day he did one on Michael Myers and it, it, was, it was talking about how realistically it could happen. And it, it, he brought that same point up about how like people when they're seeing red, like adrenaline kicks in and their body just they don't care. Yeah. Like, and if someone who was that tuned in, kind of like the uh, the Florida face eater guy, who's all whacked down on bath salts, like, like they were tasing him and they shot him in the leg, and he still and really he just wouldn't walk through it. Down. Yeah, yes, like, so it's not within without the realm of possibilities. Like it, it could happen, but it's like I've I've told other people like, well, dude, he even had this element in kills in 2018 because like, dude, if he was just nigh invincible why would he be locked up for 40 years he just fuck it i'm heading for the door are you gonna shoot me you're not gonna kill me like in halloween kills he surrenders like he lets Mm -hmm. himself get captive outside of his house like because he's scared that the cops are gonna light him up so it's like even he knows that he has some form of limits yeah yeah so it's not like this is like they just introduced this element like oh michael can be weak now like he, he always has had limits and that's the thing that's mind-boggling is how do the people yes. still think that? It's it's very very aggravating sometimes because it's just a simple I, like yeah um, look back and then you know use your you know common sense. And there's like I can see sometimes where people might have complaints. Like I have a complaint. I have a very 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 huge complaint with Screen Three, and that is that this movie does not know how firearms or bulletproof vests work. And no, like, yeah. Sydney and Roman are just like tagging each other in the chest at close range. Like, ah, like it reminds me of the family guy skit where they're all playing paintball, but with like live ammunition and it's just like bouncing off. <laughs> yeah. like, ah. yeah, exactly. And, like, that type of shitty writing, sure, people walking away from that type of stuff is definitely without the realm of possibilities. Like, you, you can die from being shot with a bulletproof vest on from like even a low caliber weapon. Like, you can die from internal bleeding. Like, it's still mm-hmm. a projectile hitting you at a thousand miles per hour. So, like, I, I like in those situations, sure, but like Michael Myers, his abilities are about suspension of disbelief, and it's always meant to be vague. So, like, you're almost putting self, your own self limitations on what you think you should be able to do by saying, Oh, that can't happen with him. Like, mm-hmm. especially like when John Carpenter said that, like, he's always supposed to be kind of vague. He's like, He's part human, he's part supernatural, he's like the wind. And if you try to explain him, then you've gotten away from what makes him work. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, that's what they were trying to do with this one. It's, it's more about Michael as a theme than he was an actual person or character. And it's more so about the idea of evil than it is an icon of evil or a figure of evil. Like, yeah. oh, it's just this one guy. And well, I like- think the movie did it well me and like jt have talked about this when Corey puts the mask on it's still very much the same vibe as like if michael had the mask on yes it doesn't change it doesn't change at all just because this kid you see him put the mask on he's just as violent he's even messy with his kills the first couple and then 
it still has the same presence. It still feels exactly like how it did uh, in 78 when he's walking around killing people. Yes. It's just the same And I feel like, and I know this would never happen because these are movies, but I feel like if they wouldn't have wrapped this story up and we had limitless sequels coming, like, I feel like Corey, eventually people would be like, hey, Corey's cool. You know, like, he, you know, like, it's probably to some people still just a shock that it was a character brought in at the last movie but i feel Mm -hmm. like if it was like as much as i hate to use this comparison like people eventually were became cool with jigsaw having like disciples and stuff like that isn't jigsaw and he was just die anyway but like Mm -hmm. oh it's more so about the traps and the atmosphere and everything and i feel like Corey could have you know filled that niche like when he put that mask on like i swear to god that junkyard seems like one of my favorite scenes in all the franchise. It's the best like, scene in that movie. It is so. I don't. I we could just keep calling everything brutal, but it really is. But it's also it has something extra to it that I don't know how to explain. Mm-hmm. But it's very dark and sinister, and I just I like it. It's actually somewhat like reserved. Like they don't go overboard in showing you the kills, but like maybe it's just because this is the first time. I guess that you have been seeing the characters all movie and then you see them get killed as opposed to like Halloween kills or like, Oh, here's this old couple lives next to Lori Sherrod. Oh, they're dead. Like, you know, we, we met them in that one scene just to watch them die. Whereas these people we've been watching them like bully Corey, the whole movie. So it's yeah. like, you actually kind of have become accustomed to these characters and are more humanized that way. But like this movie is really good about stuff like that too. Yeah, That's I agree. Like, Okay. In, uh, uh, no, I was just, I was just gonna say, uh, we we can now move on to uh, uh, step three: uh, atmosphere and direction out of five. Well, yeah. I, I guess since I was the last one to talk, I kind of just said what I was thinking there. That I think it has a good atmosphere. I think it has a great atmosphere, actually. Um, directing, this is probably the best directing outside of the original. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I this, agree. This feels yeah. like someone like. So. If you would have told me like Ari Aster or someone directed this, right? Or someone who like is more known for like having nuance, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. It felt like he... a different director, and like I, I, I don't understand. Like I was watching the movie, and then like halfway through, I'm just like, who the, where the fuck was this person writing, exactly. directing for the last fucking two movies? Because this rocks. <laughs> yes, it makes me wonder how much like Universal was like looking over his shoulder. It makes me wonder if they had like, we're like, no, 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 no. Like, I wonder if it makes me kind of wish I could see what him unaltered would have done over th- three movies without any type of like studio interference, like from Jason Blum or whatever, like just on his own. Cause it makes me think now that he might be more creative than what we actually give him credit for besides just directing boner comedies and slashers. Like, yeah, exactly. This movie had a lot of actual like direction and like character building and stuff like and, that in it. and the editing was like amazing yes like just everything like so, so many different scenes like i don't i i i can't blow this movie enough <laughs> um no. so i i'm gonna say five out of five for atmosphere and direction yeah 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 i'm saying five out of five too especially because it doesn't ever it doesn't ever make you feel different when he's walking around killing people when it's Corey. Yeah. It doesn't feel any different than if you see 
Michael Myers in the mask in the suit than Corey Cunningham in the mask in the suit. It's he's, I feel like we could watch this movie five more times and pick up on things that we've missed too. Oh, like just while we was talking, I was thinking about how like when Corey's dad sees him in the middle of his spree and he has the mask off and he says Corey. Like I just now was like realizing that kind of mirrors the original Michael Myers killing Judith scene almost, where his parents are standing there and they say, "Michael, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right." Fuck. Like, always finding like weird like nods to it, like that so, I didn't even catch. Um, one thing like ju- just talking about that too. Um, I think it was in the Plinket review, kind of like at, at the yes, end of their their I Halloween love that review so much. Yeah, and 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 they're talking about how like. In Halloween Kills, um, when Michael keeps looking out Judith's window, in the distance you can see the radio tower, like the light from the radio tower. And then Corey is also seeing that radio tower as like a beacon of hope that things aren't always going to be the way that they are. And I I think that that's a really cool visual um, parallel between the two. It is, yes. And I also think it ties in good as like, like a tribute to Carpenter because like when I see that radio tower, I immediately think of the fog since it takes place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Radio station. So I kind of feel like it fills two purposes and it does both pretty well. Even if it doesn't, even if it wasn't even intended to be like a nod toward the fog, the fact that I can read into that, that this movie is so dense with stuff like that, that you yeah. could be like, Hey, I wonder if this is a reference to yada, 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 you know, like, there, there's care. There's TLC that is put into making this movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so suspense and kills out of ten. I'm five on that last one. <laughs> what? I, I heard you. <laughs> Did I actually say it? I didn't yeah. think I talked about that part. Yeah, I think you said five. five. My God, I'm fucking yeah. losing it. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> suspense and kills out of ten, Evan. Uh, 10. 10 all the way. And it's, I don't know, I think the suspense is more like, again, it doesn't matter who has a mask on, whatever, you know, if it's, you know, that one that they use for Michael, the one that Corey has on the Scarecrow one, doesn't matter. It's still the acts that they're doing, that's what's suspenseful too the way they're going about it like uh the woman comes out of the doctors and uh house and Corey's just sitting there stabbing this guy with a bag on his head with a fucking bottle opener in the neck i was like holy shit and the little things even like when Lori's picking up on some things with Corey that are kind of off like him standing by the bush or like just coming out of nowhere like that that's suspenseful and it worked and it i don't know it it was very good i like i i'll just say everything about this movie is amazing there isn't a whole lot that i didn't like i don't even think there is anything that i liked honestly i would say a seven for suspense and kills um i didn't find it to be very suspenseful but and the kills were kind of subpar but they were done in kind of like a tasteful way i found so it it gets a solid seven for me and the one that i think uh works so well that it's done tastefully is uh the blowtorch scene because you're not seeing exactly 
what's happening to his face. You obviously know something's happening, but the way it zooms in and goes into focus on Margo underneath the cage, and you just know what's happening in the background to that dickhead with the blowtorch. It's like, and I said this um, before to JT, that scene right there is perfect for uh, Tom Savini saying, you don't always need to see what's happening. You use your imagination and put the pieces together. Like his face is melting, his fucking throat's on fire. You could put a thousand and one ways together on what's going on in his face. It'll be different from everybody, but that's the picture that you'll have that's happened to him. And then like two seconds later, you see her face get caved in by his foot. So it doesn't show a really good kill, but in a great way. And then it shows a great kill and you see everything happen to her. And then she gets run over and her head like crunches. Yeah. I And this kind of ties into uh, what I was saying earlier about they're feeling like there's so many references that just we might not have picked up on. But like the fact that it is like a flare torch thing to the face and mm-hmm. that happens in friday the 13th part five where it's about a copycat jason like i feel like that can be non-intentional and like there's i don't know if you guys have seen the pictures there's actually leaked photos of the like practical effects they have of the dead bodies and even though they refrain from showing it they do have a dummy head for that kill that showed the guy's face which is white with like sulfur running over it Mm-hmm. And like all white, cracked, and dried from it just being like burnt up, it looked really good. And like the fact that they didn't use it is kind of shows restraint as well because they could have went all the way, but it's still it's probably the most memorable one in there because it just seems so brutal and over the top. Um, yeah. As far as atmosphere goes, I I will give it an eight. That and the kills, um, the atmosphere or the suspense. I mean. I knowing that it was the final episode, or not final episode, final movie of the trilogy, and the final time that we'd be seeing Jimmy Lee Curtis play Lauren Strode. I knew that all bets were off. There's no guarantee that she would live or that anyone would live. I finally knew going into the Michael is going to die no matter what. It's just who's going to die as collateral. Like maybe Allison would die. Knowing that there's finality to it walking into that movie kind of in itself added some suspense to it for me um the kills are okay my only complaint about the kills is there's actually some really really good kills in it but none of them come from michael and like just having one one good kill from michael would have been fine because like when he stabbed the cop like i like what that means story-wise but it's just, it's just kind of like a bland stabbing. And then, you know, when he kills Corey, he kind of snaps his neck. Like, we don't... And then we see him pin the nurse to the wall. So it's like a Michael we kill we've already seen. I don't even mind the limited amount of Michael Myers that we had. I just would have liked at least one of his kills to have been, like, super gnarly or super grotesque. But it's fine because Corey's were off the freaking chain. <laughs> like the Blue Bridge and the DJ getting well, even. Even uh, the wrench, when he kills that girl with the wrench, you don't see it. But when I you love see that, how that drop and the guitar rip yeah. drops right as soon oh. as that hits. It's and then cool. you look at the, the girl and she's laying down against the the part of the fence. You see her forehead's crack right open. So you know he just like cranked her right in the head. 
put that together in your mind. You don't have to see it. But that is, I even like that kill a lot because you know, you know what happened to her. Is a quick swing to the forehead and boom, she's fucking gone. Okay, uh, soundtrack out of five. This one, unfortunately, is my least favorite of the new trilogy, the Blumhouse trilogy, the, the David Gordon Green. <sighs> Other than the junkyard scene, I it feels like John Carpenter is almost not even present. I, I, I really, I listened to this album one time. There's tracks that I listen to it pretty frequently, but I... <sighs> I will say this, like, this one actually has really good utilization of, like, songs, like, not, like, scores, but actual songs, like the song that they're playing when Allison and um, Corey is on the motorcycle, and it almost sounds like synthwave, like, mm-hmm. that was really good, it kind of fit into the scene, it almost feels like something you'd see in Drive, like, that whole scene kind of felt like Drive, so I do kind of like the, uh, the exterior music that they added in. But as far as like the score goes, this is very, I don't want to say it was disappointing, but it was just very lackluster, I guess. Like, especially compared to 2018 and Kills, like knowing that he did two soundtracks this year, he did the Firestarter one, and then this, it makes me wish that he would have not even done the Firestarter one and saved those tracks for like ends. Because... Yeah how perfect would it have been to have this good of a movie to go out on with like a really good soundtrack to go with it. Yeah, I agree. So, I'm going to give it a, like a three. Okay. Um, and Evan? I'll say honestly, <laughs> I'm going to say five because right. like the little bit that they use for the main theme, like when Michael's killing the cop and stuff, but like the junkyard is a big thing. That was like they saved all their time and energy for that, and it's not only um, his like I guess way or version of doing a Halloween you know music piece. It's also very uh, reminiscent of Christine, especially when they first pull up and then when the truck actually drives after the two girls. It reminds me a lot of Christine, and I love Christine. I think that movie's great, and the soundtrack for that movie's phenomenal. So that's why I love it. And based again alone on that, and then like I always love the different variations of the main theme. That's why I like I, I could listen to the junkyard on repeat all day. It's so good. The track that has the 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 best part for me is uh the procession when that started in the theaters and then it it it, it it's awesome. <laughs> it is it's, a good track. Like, I love things that just have, like, a constant, like, rhythmic thumping. And that one, same with, like, the Halloween Triumph. It has, like, a bump, bump, bump. And I just, I dig tracks that do that. So, um, overall, though, I'm going to have to rate it, I think, four out of five. I like how gothic and sad it sounds for the most part. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, that's... Like, Sorry. A big thing for me for that, too, is because the second time I seen it was in IMAX and that that's where the sign that the sound really like shine through i think especially with those tracks like the one that um god you just said it what the fuck is it called 
the ending the procession. procession yeah thank you that and the rampage like our junkyard it really like came through with that that surround sound and it made it sound even better Okay, I'm just adding up the scores for everything, and then we're going to have the definitive list. Okay. <laughs> just give me a couple While you're minutes. doing that, I just want to say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, as I think you guys probably, I hope, agree, or if you don't, it doesn't matter. But, like, I think what a lot of people are, are kind of, like, maybe overlooking or forgetting is, like, this is the first time we've had the same crew work on three Halloween movies together at the same, yeah. like, together, and and... I think that's something really special that I don't think we will ever see again. Like we'll never get the same crew, the same actors and all that in, you know, three movies in a row. And what David and, and, and gang did really is something special. And I really, really like, I I will champion all three movies for as long as I you know can just because the amount of heart and soul and, and hard work and everything put into these are just it's phenomenal. They they really I think they really captured that same feeling that they must have had making the original, you know, hungry filmmaker and and actors and crews and just wanting to do something. And like obviously money's gonna be a part of it, but just how they went about things, like that's something special. And like I said, I don't think we'll ever see that again. In these movies, I don't think you're gonna see that again in any slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Like to be honest, the only other slasher movie that has that type of control, like one creator control like that, is Scream and like West Craven's yeah. Gone. Yeah. Now. And that's kind of why, like, I have no excitement for Scream Six, and I only had no. mild excitement for Five. Like, I don't even think there mm-hmm. should be a Scream Six. I don't even think there should have been a Scream Five. It was fine, but that was like. That was Wes Craven's baby. So you were going to see it as a Wes Craven movie. And like, it's not that Scream is that great on its own. It's more so who's helming it and if it is a labor of love to them. And I agree with with you that these three movies, it's the first time that we've had the same crew working on the same story. Because I think a lot of the Halloween crew worked on Halloween 2 and 3. But those are all, you weren't going for one overarching theme. Like... Like, it wasn't one interconnected story. You had the two that they didn't even plan the second one around. And then the yeah. third, they're like, oh, let's just make fucking witchcraft movie. You know, like, mm-hmm. so there was, like, I'm not blaming them for it. Because, like, it's uncharted territory. And even then, like, the main the people who worked on that movie are like, it's not like it was all the same crew. There was occasionally people, like, John Carpenter wrote on all three of them. But, yeah. like, just sporadically. And like Tommy, Tommy Lee Wallace was hanging around the set on Halloween two quite a bit. Um, Dick Warlock two and three. So like, but they weren't all like trying to get toward one goal. It's just like, oh, we're here. We were hired and we're here. You know, like no, exactly. like you said, this is like they were actually actively trying to make a long series that was like an overarching trilogy. And yeah. It's a trilogy. We're not ever going to get like a trilogy ever again. No, because, no like, never. Horror does not do that. It goes, let's let's beat this shit into the ground. Let's make nine movies if we possibly can. And the fact that they have, like the, the integrity was a little questionable by even making the sequel to 2018, but I'm glad they did because at least they're walking away with something 
I feel like that has a better ending than 2018 had. And it's yeah. definitive. And it's something that we as Halloween fans never got. It's like a real definitive ending. Like, what? even 820, I love that ending. But they retconned it. And even then, like, she killed him. But then it just immediately yeah. cuts it back. Like, this was kind of like Lord of the Rings. Like, hey, you succeeded. And now many months later, you're saying everything's okay. Like, it is... <laughs> You're getting the payoff, and you know, like, oh, they're heading off into the sunset. More sudden, you just defeated your adversary, and now it's the end. Like, well, that's I'll appreciate that too. That's that's what I said to JT too. Is like, I remember, like, when Lori cut um, Michael's throat. I was like, oh my god! Like, I knew something was going to happen, but it still took me by surprise. And then the part that really got me was when Michael uh, lifted his hand up and then started choking uh, Lori. And you think she's going to die too, but then it plays like the theme and all the flashbacks. Like, I don't even give a fuck. Like, movies are supposed to do this. I had I had tears in my eyes because like, this is the end of an era. This is 40 plus years in the making and it's coming to an end. Like, it's really ending. And it was just, it, it was weird because I, I, I wasn't expecting that to happen, especially in a horror movie. But, like, I teared up and I was like, holy fuck, man. Like, this is over between them. It's done. And then they threw his body in, like, the the fucking, the, whatever the, the that metal, was. Metal grinder thing. And, from and you see his body night. collapse yeah. and implode and it's gonna, he's gone. I was like, that's immediately... The thought that popped in my my head, I was like, he's gone forever. Like this character, the shape isn't obviously, but like he, who we all obviously know and all that, he's gone. And it was just, it was surprising. It really took me by surprise, but I knew something like that was going to happen. All right, do you guys want to hear our ranking list? Sure. So this is the definitive list um, from our ranking system. So obviously we have Halloween 78 as number one. We have Halloween Ends as a close second. We have Halloween 2018, Halloween 3, Halloween 5, 2007, Halloween Kills, 1981's Halloween 2, 2009's Halloween 2, Halloween 6, Halloween 4, H2O, and Resurrection at the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) That's crazy. And you know what's even crazier is uh, 1981 won out over 2009 by 0.5. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, do you guys have anything else to say or does that pretty much wrap up? I'll put one more thing. Little, little, little tiny thing out. And it's only because like when Cody was saying like how um, uh, Corey's dad was again, it was like the same thing as... um, uh, Michael's parents when they saw him after he killed Judith yeah. and I, I told you this I think not too long ago JT was uh, after everything said and done in that movie too and they do the, um, the shots of like where they were in the house and there's no breathing that was pretty big too when yes, you didn't I hear Michael that. breathing anymore I was like oh man I like I had goosebumps and I, I, I have chills now too and then you just see the mask lying there I was like man and even and the, the, the font, didn't... when it goes Halloween ends, and then ends stays for like a little bit, like maybe two, three seconds longer, it was like, oh, it's like that's And then it. the decision to use Don't Fear the Reaper, because yeah. narratively, that is a perfect song to end on. And plus, that is literally, we heard that song in the first one. 
Like, that is a great callback. And lyrically, like, the words of the song make sense thematically to what the movie was and about. And also, it's it's playing in the supermarket when... Yeah, like the grocery market version yeah. of it. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. they're, they're playing like like a, a Muzak version of it. Horror movies, but I, I love it. I mean, it's one of my favorite songs of all time anyway. So, I mean, like, the more the merrier for me. But I had no I, idea. I might have to listen to that now. I really think that this movie will find its following. Like it will. I uh, know it will. Like Halloween season of the witch, like season of the witch did. Everybody hated at first. And I think that's another kind of smart thing that David did. He almost made these three movies mimic the old three movies and reactions and everything. Especially, yes, especially in themes. Like you said earlier, Halloween kills as long as the high body count and like yeah. sort of fire. It's like related to fire and stuff like that. And that's the way kills is like Halloween twenty eighteen is basically a soft remake of Halloween. Halloween Kills is basically a soft remake of Halloween 2, and then Halloween Ends has the Halloween 3 font, and even though it's not a soft remake of Halloween 3, thematically, it's saying, hey, it we're going to feels very much, yeah. Yes. And yeah he was very smart yeah. in the way that they went about this, and I like I can I commend them even for that, because you know what, it might... To, to norm like to normal people i guess who aren't in that field it might be like oh that's easy but you know what maybe it did maybe they thought about it a lot and maybe that's what like let's do it that way because it'll be kind of cool i guess but i i really do think that ends will find its place eventually over fans they'll be like you know what yeah it isn't bad just like they did with season of the witch because i remember i hated that when i was younger because all i wanted was michael and now i watch i'm like this movie's fucking fantastic it's great it's fun and I love it. And I, ends just happens to be right off the bat for me that I love and, and appreciate it. But I really do think it's going to find its place. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I wish I could even say I gave Halloween 3 a chance when I was a kid, but I never did. I never even saw it until I was an adult. It's like, oh, I hate my eyes there. I don't even want to. Which was stupid. But <laughs> at least I don't feel like, at least I don't feel like thinking now, like, oh, when I watched it, I didn't, you know, like, I didn't get it, like, yeah. which is even worse because it would have at least been an attempt to like watch it. So I, I do agree that I think this one over time is going to find an audience. Cause, I think cause people, oh, go ahead, you're right. People, people are already doing that now, right? The same reaction. I, same reaction. I think it's just it was so. The reason why people are so viscerally hating this is for one, there's this like weird culture of you can't like anything. Like, or people think you're stupid. Like, oh, I'm I'm too smart to like popular things. Like, oh, that's that's made for the millers. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, then what do you like? And then these people claim up like, oh, because they they like they're scared to put themselves out to like say they like things. I don't know. It's it's very strange. But I feel like a lot of the bad talk about Halloween ends comes from people who are like in shock from what it was and yeah. then now too scared to kind of like go back on what they said like oh, fucking commit now i've already said i hated it you know like <laughs> because well, like, yeah go ahead I, I, the most the most important thing is to me too is like it's it might have not made as much mo- uh, money as 2018 and kills but it made enough money to put us in the spotlight again horror fans and and, and the horror yes. genre and that's the biggest most important thing is that horror is still very much alive thriving and extremely popular look at smile look at terrifier 2 
I loved it. And it's fucking, it's no pun intended, it's literally killing at the box office. It's made double its money. It had like 2.5 something, I think, for the budget. And it's like exceeded that incredibly high. It's made its money back plus so much more. And that's what people like. Obviously, people want to be excited for movies and enjoy them, but like the reason why these are doing so well is because people are going to see them and having fun, and it's keeping the genre alive. Like, there's so yeah. much, there's so much life left that nobody could be like, "Oh, horror's going to die soon." It's like, no. Look at like Smile, you know, the Halloween movies and Terrifier. Unfortunately, I think, I mean, I've always like horror movies were my star wars movies when i was a kid i was i wasn't alive when star wars came out so like or at least not the originals so like i kind of grew up like the shit i watched when i was a kid was like action movies and horror movies because that's what pop was like popular that was like the big stuff but like i kind of feel like now we are going to be like the next surrogate for like the mcu crowd unfortunately like i don't mm. mean to say it's done that like a like a thumbing my nose at like general audiences or anything but like people are kind of shying away from the big tent pole like superhero action blockbusters and the fact that people are flocking to horror makes me kind of think that this is like the ref the refuge for everyone else like and kind of talking about superheroes like, what, what else is out there like well horror has a lot of franchises like yeah I, there's so I much hope, to take from yes there is and like i hope this ends up us getting obviously like a new nightmare on Elm street or a new friday 13th but like I'm gonna be completely honest. My favorite horror movie of this year is not a franchise movie, so it was Barbarian. So, like, my favorite thing aspect of this year was the new movies. As much as I like Halloween Ends, like, yeah, I enjoy not knowing. Like, it's so fun going into a horror movie and like not knowing what the fuck's gonna happen. Like, I continually hope that this is gonna be the case for the next few years. Even if, even if we get like mass publics now to. Like where they have to dumb things down just to make people who like don't like Halloween ends happy, like make it very on the nose and like this is the killer, he is a bad guy and he needs to die. Like yep. very straightforward stuff like that. As long as there's gonna be a big audience for it, I'm okay with it. No, I agree exactly. I agree with you. <sighs> yeah, all right. Well, I feel like that's a good way to wrap up this conversation. Um yeah yeah <laughs> this has been um, so much fun thank you for coming yeah on, thanks cody, again. cody that's that was no, awesome. thanks for having me back yeah I'm not a problem it. and yeah like both Here of these episodes are going to release tomorrow for halloween so happy halloween everybody <laughs> happy halloween <laughs> i was happy halloween i was going to have a soundbite saved of, of current conference then happy halloween <laughs> oh I'll, <laughs> i can bad. i can add that don't worry um all right, everybody. Um, I have been your host, JT McCallum. And I'm Evan Delworth. And have a spooky day, everybody. And happy Halloween. <laughs>